0: There have been no sightings where the black-eyed child directly caused harm to anyone. However, there have been
1: a few reports that suggest um, it could be trying to lead people into dangerous situations. And for that reason, I would just request that anybody who comes on of Chase, keep their wits about them, keep their eyes open and remain calm if they see the black-eyed child. Whatever you do, do not chase after him.
2: <laughs> Listen with me! listening to Synchronon. Sick, Sick and Run. Yes, you're listening to Synchronon. The Sick and Wrong, the world source
3: for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening, welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, G. Simon. Uh, I'm Harrison. Harrison, what's cracking? <sighs>
1: Cuckoo. I'm I am cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, man. Has it been one of those kind of weekends? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just like I, you know, I take an antidepressant that like I don't that doesn't actually do anything anymore because it's like I've been out for so long. And I don't think it ever really did anything to be well, honest. I imagine your like synapses are just completely frayed anyway. I'm sure, yeah. But uh, it's like I can't the only thing is I I can't stop taking it, you know. Um, oh, because if I stop, stop taking it, then I'll like go all over the place. You know, do you immediately
3: become psycho? Like within a couple hours? Or usually, it take a couple days.
1: Um, it usually takes a few days. Like usually, what happens is there, there'll be at least like two or three. If I stop taking it, few days after I stop taking it, there'll be two days, two or three days where I just become like a cartoon character, like Roger Rabbit. Like just all like manic, manic and crazy, yeah, popping just out of like your head like Grr. the Robin Williams genie from Aladdin, <laughs> just like running around and you know, ch- you know, changing into different celebrity impressions and all, you know, um, and then that's how I know that oh, if I if I'm like this, then two days after that, I'm gonna be like in the dark on my on my evil throne, planning the death of man. So you it's know? like the polar opposite, like mood shift. Okay, yeah, you're just because it's like, I mean, not that it does any, anything to my normal depression, but it's still something that is holding a door closed. Um, and <clears throat> that doesn't do anything. But if all of a sudden you have something that's like holding a door closed, move and the door just swings open instead of just opening normally. So then all of a sudden I'm just all over the place. Dark basically suicidal thoughts. Yeah. So Ooh. it's like because normally I have I'm miserable all the time. But some, but I knew today was fucked up because I had forgotten that I hadn't taken it. I'm really bad with remembering those things, and it was just like the voice was just like, yeah, you you, you know, you you need to take that. You need to open up your arm today. That's that's what you got in the agenda. <laughs> like that's that's what needs to happen today. So you don't hear. Voices. You need to carve up your body like Victor Zazz. But, but is it an actual voice? Like, are you hearing? No, it's voices? not an actual voice. Okay. But it's like my mind. Sometimes when you know when your mind tells you things that you know it suggests things. Yeah, it's not like you. I mean, obviously it's you, but it's not you. It's not like your normal, you know, introspection voice.
3: No, but but it's kind of like I think it'd be a good idea if you did this. Yeah, let's make this happen. It'll be fun. Yeah,
1: like my brain does that sometimes. It'll it'll be like oh this person is your friend. They're your enemy. They're about hmm. to leave you. They're about to betray you or something, you know, and there's it's normally like there's there's like an 80 percent margin of error on that one. God, um, isn't that just kind so, of help people on meth feel all the time. No, that's a little different. That's a little that's a it's little like like paranoia. I have a fr- yeah, I have a friend of mine who's, the, you know, friend who's living in that house and they think that when I went there last time, they're like, there's this place is haunted. And then they're showing me, because they have cameras everywhere, of course, because they're crazy. And they were showing me footage of like, you know, see this ghost? And it's like, that's a reflection. It's called a reflection, <laughs> you know?
3: Well, that's what happens when you smoke meth and you don't sleep for fucking two weeks. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, yeah. Yesterday, I should have called you yesterday. It would have been, being that you were so manic, you probably would have had a, you probably would have had a field day.
1: I wasn't manic. I skipped the fucking Robin Williams. Oh, you didn't have the mania. Oh, okay. So you just went straight
3: into the darkness. Yeah, it was scary. I'm glad I didn't call you then. Okay, yeah. (laughs) I've been a buzzkill. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, it's good to good to know that you're you're back on track now, though.
1: Well, it takes a few days to start working. I had to go get the medicine, so.
3: I'm sure recording this podcast just buoys your spirits.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> so uplifting. I had I had no patience for any kind of shtick in the the calls we did for Patreon. So Oh,
3: wait till you hear yeah. the
1: calls coming up. Oh God.
3: So we'll see. Um yeah, so yesterday I had some friends that invited me uh, downtown to go drinking it. Do you ever go to the Redwood Bar, that pirate theme bar? No. It's kinda cool. It's on Third Street. It's an alright spot. They usually have a have some sometimes they get some decent bands there. Okay. But anyway, we're going to go there. So uh, I went and met them at Grand Central Market first to get some food. I go down there and there's just a shitload of people. Yeah. And like, you know, there's a lot of people in LA anyway, but this day, there are just a ton of people and they're all wearing like Bernie shirts, like Bernie yeah. Sanders shirts. And I was like, is there like a rally or something going on? And sure enough, yeah, Bernie Sanders had a campaign rally in uh, downtown LA yesterday. And uh, so I went over there to go check it out because, I don't know, something to do. And they yeah. had like a stage with like a bunch of bands. That That's what's kind of funny with like someone like Bernie Sanders, you know, dudes from Rage Against the Machine like Tom Morello are like, yeah, you can totally use my songs. Yeah. You know, they were playing like Paul Simon songs right before he went sure. on stage because they were like, yeah, totally. But, you know, if like Trump tried to use a Paul Simon song, they would uh, yeah. <laughs> they would like, you know, call their lawyers and, and freak out, and get a cease and desist. But with Bernie, you know, everybody loves Bernie. Yeah. Um, yeah you know, in creative there are like people, thousands of
1: people, by and large, tend to be left wing. Yeah. Just, this I is mean, the way it makes sense. the world is, you know? Unless
3: they're country musicians, they're country stars. Yeah. There are exceptions. It's not always yeah. the case, but it's usually the case. Yeah. That'd have been great if, like, he came out with, like, a MAGA hat on. Yeah. <laughs> Bernie Sanders, mega hat. but, uh, there, thousands of people, I figured there'd be a lot of like, you know, hot college age, you know, socialists, Liz action at the Bernie <laughs> Sanders rally. There were, you know, I would say majority of people were like, I don't know, 30 year old white dudes, kind of paunchy, you know, balding. Yeah. yeah. You know, but that, I think that's what most of them, definitely a beard. Most of the, a lot of bearded men out there. Right. Um, but I was surprised there were there were, I mean, there were some, Yeah, you know, at least there were some attractive women, but, uh, much less than I thought there would be, because I thought yeah. like all college age people just revere Bernie Sanders.
1: Yeah, I th- I feel like maybe that might be the you know more common in cities other than L.A. Yeah, maybe uh, yeah. No,
3: am probably in like I bet you in San Francisco, you had one in San Francisco today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like talk about a cult of personality though. Like people were freaking out, like yeah. Bernie, Bernie, just chants of Bernie, and anytime anyone mentioned Trump, it was just like. Booze. Yeah. He across the way. It was, it was kind of funny. Um, but Bernie Sanders came out. I love the way he says the word Mueller, like the name Mueller. Yeah. Mueller. Mueller. Right. The Mueller right. Report. I think that guy should be president just so we could hear his voice. Yeah. And he has such a great voice. It's like, uh, I don't even know what kind of accent that is. What is it? A New York accent? Yeah, it's just an uh, old Jewish New York accent. I guess kinda. it's an yeah. old Jewish New York accent. Just, yeah. I can see him like, you know, on the March 23rd, yeah. we're going to be eating bagels yeah. and lux. It's a national he's so holiday. Old. You know,
1: he's from Brooklyn, but he's so old that like he probably like when he was in a kid was in a gang. You know what I mean? <laughs> you think he was like in a the Yancy Street Boys? We're the Yancey Street Boys and we don't put up with any guff in our neighborhood. See, you know, used to run with a Jewish gang. Yeah. We know one time we knocked over an apple cart and I regret it to this day. You know. Bob Mueller was a cop back then a beat mm-hmm.
3: cop <laughs> yeah he's just he was I mean and he was like I mean he was going off on Trump too saying like how uh, you know they're not going to stand for any authoritarian regimes like yes. yeah he was great went off on uh, you know talk about health care for everybody stopping police brutality um, you know education free college for everyone yeah. um, but one thing he did not say Anything about. At all. Nothing about black-eyed children. Really? Not a single thing about the black-eyed kids.
1: That's a biting issue. You know, I, you know it's, it's something
3: that I'm concerned about. Yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't want to live in a nation of black-eyed children. No. You no, know? No, no. And uh-huh. Bernie Sanders seems oblivious to the issue. Yeah. So I don't know if he's going to make the Democratic nomination when he's ignoring major issues like that. Maybe I would love to see him uh, debate with Trump, though, because I think I think Bernie, I can I couldn't see Bernie resorting to name calling, and that's what you have to do to become a president. You got to you know name calling, and you know well, I
1: think he I think I think he and and Trump would understand each other because it's like they're both kind of like you know Trump is from Queens and you know Bernie's from Brooklyn, so it's like they know how to deal with each other, you know. Yeah, I wonder like, like most of the Democrats like didn't know how to deal with Trump because they're like, oh, he's not he's not supposed to call me a, you know, you know, crazy, stupid, whatever my crazy name is, Bernie. you know, <laughs> like they don't they don't get that. They're like, oh, we don't. Oh, how do we do? You know, they're like, and even the other Margaret. Republicans, didn't they know act to like Margaret Dumont, you know, like a like a shocked dowager. Or something like you know? Ted Cruz. Remember his face? Like, oh. ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas Bernie would know how to, you know, he, he knows how to. He grew up, you know, in the Yancey Street Gang. He knows how to deal with, you know, bullies and Queens douchebags and all sorts of people. So I think he would. Yeah. He would end up saying something like, "I'm not going
3: to, lim- you know, reduce myself to name calling. <laughs> I'm going to talk about the issues." But that's yeah. what Americans want, though. We want name calling and, you know. Feces smearing and and obscenities. That's what that's what Americans want. So I don't know if uh, if he'll appeal to them, but maybe. But he's definitely not going to appeal to anyone unless he uh, addresses the black-eyed children issue.
1: Yeah, I mean the preternatural threats is the number one.
3: You know, that's what I'm that's concerned about. The
1: number one thing I'm concerned about. So that's my issue.
3: At least Trump has Space Force.
1: Yeah, he's know. got Space Force. And
3: Space Force are, are these kind of like the Men in Black? Like, are they going to go investigate all the issues?
1: No, I think Space Force has to be in space. Oh, wait. Yeah, and when they're not in space, they got to be training to get back into space. Oh, I didn't know it
3: was just in space. So they're kind of like Star Trek.
1: Yeah, they're like Star Trek.
3: Like they're going to be cruising around in the Enterprise. They're like space
1: marines, you know, like in Doom. For some
3: reason, I thought Space Force was going to be like the CIA or the Secret Service, but just for
1: aliens. No, no, no. I thought no. it was going
3: to be like a men in black thing. Well, now I don't support it at all. We already
1: have that. We already have that. Who's, you
3: know? the, who's that?
1: I guess they, it's don't gonna... have, they don't even have a name, D. No. They, they don't even have a name. <laughs>
3: it's, it's that yeah.
1: secretive. Yeah. And the men in black is not the government. What are They're, tra- what? they're, they're trans-dimensional beings from the Black Lodge. Oh. We'll get into this. We'll get into right, this. This is right. my theory. This has to, that has to do with my theory on the black-eyed uh kids on the black eyed kids people then, not to be confused with the um the the band from the early 2000s the black eyed kids which we, do you remember all the people in that band yeah they
3: sing the song was, my uh, humps
1: my humps yeah, my lovely yeah, lady humps. yeah but that went, well no it was about whales oh they 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 had a they also had a song called my humps but it was about whales uh and the people in the band were um uh Fergie the Duchess Fergie, of Windsor yeah. And then there was uh, Sleepy Jojo. And then there was was so talented. Yeah, and then there was Wyvern Little John. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know whatever happened to them. Yeah, they they weren't really never really saw the same kind of success the Black Eyed Peas did, but you know. And the Black Eyed Peas stole their name. They did. They just added peas instead of kids, right? (laughs) Yeah.
3: So, Black Eyed Children, is it a hoax? Is it real? Who knows? Yeah. No one knows. Um, They're supposedly normal-looking kids. Normal-looking children ranging in age from five to about six, or even to their mid-teens. Yeah. Um, They've been described as wearing white bedclothes, normal attire, or having pale skin with the pallor of death
1: upon it. And when you say bedclothes, it's usually like 19th century shit, right? You know, yeah, like kind of like a a white robe. Yeah, or like a night—you like know, like like uh, Sc- Ebenezer Scrooge, you know, wears like a nightgown. Like night night, gown a night, yeah, yeah, a dress, a night shirt, that kind of thing.
3: It, you know, it reminds me of. Uh, Do you ever see that Christopher Reeve horror movie called Village of the Damned?
1: Yes, it's a lot like Village of the Damned.
3: That's a, that's what I picture. Like, and they yeah. they kind of wore like those sort of sheets, and they're all pale skin. I yeah. don't think they had black eyes of those kids. They didn't, but they had weird eyes. But in all the stories about the black-eyed children, they all kind of very pale skin. They kind of look like young goths. That's what they are. Yes. Um, one key feature, though, remains constant about the appearance with all the stories is their eyes. Their eyes always appear as jet-black pools of inky darkness. No yes. sclera, no iris, or pupil. It's just jet-black. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Marilyn Manson does that.
1: He, yeah, he's got some... Uh, he's got a pair of contacts for that. He's a black-eyed kid, I bet. <laughs> Maybe. He was a spooky kid. <laughs> you know?
3: He was a spooky kid. He's yeah. a spooky man. So according to the urban legend, this is how it goes, the black-eyed creatures appear to the unwary. Usually late at night, they knock on doors or windows, asking in monotonous voices to be let in. Or sometimes mm-hmm. they even giggle in like a high-pitched tone. So I guess they say like if, if one calls on you or knocks on your door, you just slam the door and walk away as fast as you can. Correct. Yes. That's what you're supposed to do.
1: That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah.
3: You know, I looked it up on Snopes and I was doing some research. Snopes says it's an urban legend. They don't. They don't say false. They just say it's a legend.
1: But okay.
3: But when when did it all start? Like when did there, When did the legend start? Because it's not something from like the '60s or '70s or.
1: I know, like what. how you still use terms like hoax and urban legend, well, even though we we live in the post-truth age. That you is know what true. I mean? You still you're you're hanging on to the old ways and you need to not do What that is a anymore. hoax? Exactly. I mean, is there anything that can be what a What is true? What is truth?
3: There know? is no truth. Yeah. Or so
1: is truth purely subjective? If, if people
3: believe in things and they're real. That's kinda how it is now. There you go. I mean, uh, uh look at Fox News. So uh All right, come on all right, <laughs> come on there, Trevor Noah. Let's not you know what I mean? <laughs> all right, we won't but, go there. What are we doing here? You know, so the origin tale of the Black Eyed Kids is difficult to point down, but they say it like the stories started originating back in like mid to late '90s across the internet message boards. Mm. So that's like the earliest known account of the Black Eyed Kids. Yeah, was uh, from the early '90s. But they all pinpoint all the research I've I've read about them all pinpoint to this one internet blogger journalist named Brian Bethel. Who claimed yeah. to be the first person ever to encounter one of these kids? Um, and that, that happened in '96 in 1996 in Abilene, Texas. Um, did, yeah. you read, did you read his account? that guy's kind of: I did, I did read his account, yes. And he, you know the guy, you know people still ask him about black-eyed kids and send him stories. I was thinking yeah. like it might be kind of funny to see if we can get him on the podcast, but he doesn't even like to talk about it anymore.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, he just yeah, refuses to that. deal with it. What else is there to say about it? You know?
3: Oh, well, yeah. But I yeah. mean, I wonder if, like, did, did, did this guy, you know, become a paranormal investigator or something or, or, or found his own, like, nonprofit to investigate encounters with aliens? I don't know what I he got, does.
1: I got the impression he was already some kind of weird paranormal journalist or something. Sounded like. Well, it's weird that they. Because they... if he was a real journalist, he never would have written that. You know what I mean? Even if that did happen to him. Yeah, it's true. So. Yeah. So he was
3: saying that uh, he uh, was in the middle of i guess not middle of the night. It's probably around like eleven o'clock at night. He went down to the site of Camelot Communications, which is one of the area's original internet providers, to pay his bill. Like I guess right. he was going to like write a check and like and pay it right there, which I guess we we did have to do that back in the day. Yeah. Um, I usually mailed mine, but I guess you could drop it off. And he said as he was writing the check out, there was a knock on his driver's side window. And there were two young boys, somewhere between the ages of 9 and 12, dressed in hooded pullovers. He you know, cracked the window a bit, thinking that they were going to ask him for money. And then he spoke to the, the kids. He said one boy uh, was olive skin, curly-headed. Uh, the other is more of a red-headed, pale-skinned kid. Um, he called the one kid that uh, he spoke to the spokesman. And they said that he, um, he and his companion needed a ride. They wanted to see the movie Mortal Kombat. Yes. But they had left their money at their mother's house, and then they wanted a ride to go see Mortal Kombat, which is kind of weird. 11 o'clock at night, two kids randomly go into someone's, like, a parked car. Mm-hmm. Aren't you, isn't that stranger danger?
1: Well, they're, you know what I mean? They're kids. They don't give a shit.
3: Yeah, but as a kid, yeah. would you go up to, like, some random car and be like, hey, I want to go see Mortal Kombat. You can give me a ride?
1: Um, I would never do that. I might, you know, maybe. Was, you
3: probably could have got diddled.
1: If I needed a ride, you know what I mean. Did you ever hitchhike? When I was uh, older, you know.
3: I think at that age, at that age, I was like very distrustful of just any adult. I say, you know, I just probably wouldn't even deal with it. Mm. Plus, I mean, my parents like scared the shit out of us. Oh wow. Yeah, like there was, a, I remember there was a guy, I know I talked about this guy in the podcast before, but there's a guy that drove around, um, When we we're this is like probably, I don't know, maybe, it must have been like maybe fourth grade. Yeah, maybe fourth grade. He drove around in a blue pacer and he handed out Smurfs to kids. Yeah. And if you took a Smurf, he'd pull you in the
1: car and then uh, rape you. And so. Oh, and did he hand out um, uh, hits of LSD that had Mickey Mouse and other childhood characters on it?
3: I've heard of that, but not not, yeah. not the Smurf and, pedophile
1: and Snickers bars
3: with uh, razor blades <laughs> inside. Well, but you ever yeah. you've never heard about the Smurf pedophile, but you heard of strangers doing doing that. But the Smurf sure. pedophile was the yes. one that I don't know why they they all the parents used to say that in uh, right when we were growing up. So I was like, holy shit! There's a guy driving around, a fat guy driving around with Smurfs, a box of Smurfs, and if you get in his car,
1: you get a Smurf, but you
3: also get raped.
1: You know, in the old days, they didn't used to warn children about that. They used to just be like, don't get too close to the river or Jenny Greenteeth will eat you, you know.
3: <laughs> just spreading irrational yeah. fear. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this guy, uh, Brian here, was in his car. His two kids. Asked him for a ride. He said he had an irrational fear. Even mm. though there was no reason to be frightened of these kids, he just felt this. Like a visceral like fear. Like
1: a fight or flight response. Sure. Um, you ever get that from people? Like fight or flight? Yeah, just all of a sudden you get like your lizard brain warning you about something. Yeah,
3: I guess I have had that before.
1: Yeah. You know, that's what you that's what's supposed to happen when you meet a psychopath. You're supposed to like have a
3: like a little alarm in your head or something?
1: You're yeah. I mean I've had people have a sense of that. It's like a it's an evolutionary thing, you know? Well it's like you sense danger. Yeah. And it's like sometimes you'll sense it and you won't know why. And, it, you know, it might be because something like that.
3: Yeah. Actually, there's a term for that that we'll get into. We were talking about that earlier, but we'll get, okay. get into that. But that definitely applies here in this case. Mm. Um, so he, he uh, noticed that the, the movie, the, after he looked at the digital clock in his car, that the last show of the night had already, already played. So by the time he drove them anywhere, it would have been over. But the whole time, the spokesman, the one, the kid with the curly hair, kept saying, it's not going to take too long. We're just little kids. We don't have guns or anything. And he kept saying that to try to mm. calm the dude down. But he said that just made it even more unnerving. And so he, uh, he said um, the boys just kept staring at him with cold black eyes, mm. just cold black eyes, which he described as soulless orbs, like two great swaths of starless night. <laughs> Um, And he did what any rational person would do He freaked out But trying to appear calm He apologized to the kids uh, Made up an excuses saying that he had to get out of there Um, But he said he just was feeling Like this just aura of fear About it And so he eventually just like Put his car into reverse And began rolling up the window just apologizing And uh, the boys kind of looked The boy looked at him like Sort of a look of confusion And he started banging on his window as he rolled it up and he yeah. says, We can't come in unless you tell us it's okay. Let us right. in. Yeah. And he said at that point he just drove out of the parking lot in blind fear. And uh when he looked back in the rearview mirror, both kids were gone. Hmm. So even if they had run away, I mean, how far could they have gotten? They're just gone, like vanished. The
1: interesting thing about that is that it, it lets us know that um uh you know, the 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 vampire invitation policy works for cars too. <laughs> I never knew that.
3: You know? Yeah, isn't it? They yeah. have to be invited in.
1: You have to be invited into your car. You know?
3: Does that only apply to Is vampires? Because what and about does like Does that werewolves? work if it's a rental
1: car? What if it's a rental car? Oh, or yeah. an RV. Mm. Um, does it apply
3: to like werewolves and no. other supernatural characters, ghosts?
1: Only certain aliens, certain creatures. Hmm, I
3: have to be invited in. Like probably
1: like fairy folk too, because they adhere to a lot of rules. I wish they it look- applied to certain ex-girlfriends. Yeah. Whoa. whoa. Ooh, ho ho. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but so anyway, he uh, the guy ended up, he's a blogger, so he wrote down the story and he posted on his uh, blog, and I guess it just grew. Mm. And then, uh, you know, soon enough, uh, there was a term for what he'd seen called B E Ks, black
1: eyed kids. You know, one time I, I changed the locks specifically so an ex girlfriend couldn't get in, but she could pick locks. She turns could pick out. locks. Yeah, so wow, she's where'd you in. meet her? What? Where'd you meet her? Like okay, the Thieves Cupid. Guild? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, the Thieves Guild. <laughs> yeah, like we came up Lux. together in the Thieves Guild.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, but what's been interesting to him is that a lot of people reached out to him mm. and contacted him about this, but some of the uh, and, and some of their encounters almost copied his story, you know, too closely, so he kind of dismissed them. But then he said others had the same like subtle ring of like panic or, and helplessness that he felt. Mm. So really, I mean, these stories started circulating since, uh, 98 when he posted this, but you know, they, and now, I mean, there's still reports coming out with, uh, these increased sightings or, uh, paranoid overreactions to like a simple event. Mm. But yet there's never been a shred of evidence. So just to suggest that BKs are actually present in any way. No one's ever seen them. People have claimed to have caught them on video. Did you see some of the videos on YouTube? I didn't actually, no. You can search you do, do a search yeah. black eyed children on YouTube and you'll see a bunch okay. of videos. And it's like, but I mean, I don't know, how could you believe any of that?
1: Right. Like how can that you know be known as evidence? Um so you, I mean you can't really I mean, have you ever seen the um God, what are they called gnomes in South America? El duende. You ever wow. see a, you ever see any videos of El duende? No, but I mean they, they look like, like a, man, they're great. They it's like, so like a little Mexican
3: great. kid or something.
1: It's like it, no, it's like a bunch of like you know dudes somewhere in South America. I don't know. They're hanging out at night. And they're like oh, they're talking to each other for some reason, filming it for some reason that's not clear, even though nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden they see like a little guy in the distance and he comes up to them and he's like no 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 and they're like oh they all run out. <laughs> It's the best. Did it, it actually l- show what it looked like? It's literally, the best. Um, it's very dark, but oh, really it looks dark. like a little gnome. Yeah, these That's videos what they,
3: call it. they call them el duende. In, in These videos of the black-eyed kids—it's mm-hmm. just really grainy footage. Like you could barely yeah. even tell that they have black eyes. Mm. But mm. I mean, if you think about like you know in the day and age of the internet prankster, yeah, it seems like it'd be something that'd be really easy, you know, to set up. Right. Um, but anyway, this, uh, this writer here, the, the, the article that I read about the BEKs, comes up with several interesting possibilities to how they could exist. Mm. So the first, he said, is that um, just discussing like the overreaction on the part of the witness um, for, for such an event, he, calls this, he uses a term called priming. So priming is where a pre-suggestion has already been placed into the mind and only an activator stimulus as appropriately vague in the right circumstance sets off the connection between the knowledge in your brain and your senses making a false connection. Right. So which leads you to a flawed conclusion that isn't supported by any evidence.
1: So when, if you think you're going to see the clockwork elves when you take DMT, you're probably going to see the clockwork elves. Yeah. Right. More or less it's the Same yeah. idea Like
3: you're primed yeah. You've already primed yourself To think that It's kind yeah. of like haunted houses like yeah. When you go to a haunted house If someone If you're in, a, in this house This is an old house You just went in there And people are like well, It looks like a haunted house But it's not It's like my grandma used to own it You'd be like Alright whatever But if mm. someone had told you before That someone was murdered in the home And it's haunted I think you've already primed yourself To think that you're gonna hear voices Or something Sure So that's what they do with uh, You know ghost hunters And their EVPs you know, the uh, yes. voice phenomena, like they, uh, they go in there, they tell you like, did you hear a scream? Yeah. And I think it's by, by suggesting that then it's like, Oh yeah, I actually did hear a scream, even though you didn't. Of course. Of course. Uh, priming, priming is also tied to uh period periodolia, which is the unification of sensory data into a familiar subject based on the perception of complex lines, patterns, and gradations. So, Based on certain events, like your sensory data, that's where you develop a fight-or-flight response. So kind of like... Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's an evolutionary advantage that humans have. The ability to sense danger like that.
1: Yes. So it's like, so you avoid, you know, being eaten or killed. Spidey sense. Well, it's also why, like, you know, we're trained to re- also train to recognize deception. Um, you know, so other people don't, like, trick us into, you know, becoming their, like secret sex dungeon prisoner, um, which is why everyone can tell when someone isn't a good actor, you know?
3: Oh, yeah. Because I, I guess you can just kind of sense that you Yeah, know, it's, you can sense it, that 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 a person isn't being honest. With yeah. Even if they don't know anything
1: themselves. about the, the so theater.
3: Is that, is that something that is it's not really taught? It's just no. something that's like a like a biological function. Correct. Yeah, so it's like, it's like yeah. I guess an evolutionary advantage we have over animals. But oh, yeah. the frame of reference and context is important, though. Yeah. So I think it's, you know, if you think about it, like a lot of these uh, encounters have certain factors in common. almost always late at night. Um, you know, there's normal activities that are being engaged in when the B.E.K.'s appear. And then there's yep. extreme fear that's being experienced and the witness running away just in time to survive and tell the story. Yes. But I mean, that's isn't that what like an urban – I mean, all urban legends are like that, basically? Uh,
1: and it's all sightings. You know what I mean? They're all kind of similar. Yeah, all sightings kind of like that. I mean, I, I, I was seeing one that like – because you're not supposed to let them in, you know, apparently. Um, but it's never clear like what they want or what their deal is or what happens when they, you do let yeah. them in. I, re- I heard one. I read one about these this couple – that all of a sudden at like 2 a.m. and they live in Vermont in the middle of the snow. There were these two kids outside and they're like, can we come in? You know, our parents uh, will be here soon. And they let them in. And then the woman went to go make tea or something. And she came back. Her husband was sitting with them and was like, oh, I'm really dizzy, you know. And then they left and there were some weird, creepy people outside waiting for them. And, but like when they left, like the guy got skin cancer <laughs> and like, and like, only like the got, next day uh, soon after, right, and soon it, was after. Like, it was like the kind of skin cancer that you couldn't only get from like excessive tanning bed usage. And he's never been in a tanning bed. <laughs> oh yeah. And his nose was bleeding also in addition to the, when he was like, I'm dizzy. His nose was bleeding from hanging around them.
3: So that's the thing you know, the frame of reference context. It's like. I mean, maybe that happened because I don't know the guy. You know, had had cancer for so many years, and suddenly it manifested itself, or something. He was actually sick, or having some kind of reaction. But the fact that you had these two weird people appear—it's like that's how you make this connection to kind of well, explain it.
1: I, well, I don't think we should be asking. You know, are they real? I oh, think no. we should. We'd be asking, what is their purpose? What is their well, purpose as as a thing we think about?
3: Well, that's that's kind of what I was
1: trying to think of,
3: trying to explain this. Why Mm. would someone's like what? First of all, what are these? What are these things? These beings that you 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 see for some reason. What do they want? And they never any of the stories I've read. They never actually say what they want. They just want like, or they they ask you to do something for them, invite you in, or they need a cup of tea, or they need a a ride somewhere. But they never actually say what their you know yeah what their purpose is, the meaning
1: of the encounter. Well, I, I I have a theory. Give What's an your idea? Theory? Okay, so um, I think they're kind of like the Muppet Baby version of the Men in Black. Wait, you think they're like alien, like investigators or something? Like, no, like- no, no, not the fucking movie Men in Black. The actual Men in Black. You ever you ever seen or read uh, the Mothman prophecies? Oh yeah, the the, yeah. the guy that that showed yeah. up. Yeah, so it's like the guy. The book is it's a great book, first of all, by John the Kiel. bearded guy. Fantastic. Yeah. Um. And uh, it, it it's like whenever people write about UFOs, this used to happen a lot. They'd say like, oh, some weird guy or two weird guys in suits showed up, and were like, what would it take for you not to write about UFOs anymore? And it's like there was something odd about them, like their skin was like kind of grayish and they looked bizarre and it was like they tried to talk like it looked like they were like trying to seem like normal people but there'd always be something like you know odd about them like they you know they they couldn't use a do- they didn't know how to use a doorknob or like they you know you know you you offered them like potato chips and they're like oh thank you and then they put the it put the potato chips in their socks or something like they don't know like they, they'd be like normal things that anyone should know and they just don't know and it's like oh i i yes i came from the football game you know like they don't know how, like anything basically um so
3: like so something's off about these people which is kind of yeah. similar to these kids but do you have a fear response
1: when you see them sometimes sometimes you're just like this is weird because i don't think it's like they're necessarily dangerous but they're tr- they tried supposedly what a lot of the the sightings of them had to do with like them being involved with weird phenomena or trying to get people to not talk or communicate said weird phenomena mm-hmm. and uh they're like the idea behind them is that they're actually these weird like beings from another dimension and the mothman is as well because apparently the mothman You know, you'd see him, he'd be flying around and he'd do, you know, there'd be a flash of light and weird shit would happen. But he'd also would call you and know weird stuff about you. And he would like kind of know the future and know weird things. Hmm. Um, And it's kind of like they're kind of beings that uh, interact with our world in a way that we could never even hope to imagine what the fuck they're trying to do or why.
3: But do you think they're doing something malicious? Or malevolent like is a not, malevolent purpose are they trying to like abduct your newborn
1: I don't think it's malevolent i think i think malevolent and benevolent are things that we attach to things to to or values that we attach and I don't think it's i don't think it's a i don't think it's that I think they're kind of like fairies like the way fairies were in the old days you know yeah, but fairies like, like are tricksters they're tricksters, but they're not good or bad. <clears throat> They're trying to do things, and it's like sometimes the result for us is good. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's like, what the fuck just happened? Um, Mm -hmm. In a lot of these cases, it seems to be what the fuck just happened. Um, Which is – and
3: I I, I think that's part of it. It's like you're like, what the fuck just happened? And that's why you're like trying to make sense of it. Like there's no reason for me to be scared of these two children. Yeah. I was freaked out by it.
1: But some people say it is bad. Some people say they're actually from a place called the Black Lodge, which is very similar to the place in, um, the in Twin Black. Peaks. Twin oh Peaks yeah, Twin Peaks. The... I mean, he didn't get that from nowhere. That was the thing. Aleister Crowley talked about a lot. The Black Lodge, which is where these like sinister beings are from, and what they're trying to do.
3: So what? What did, So what do they think the purpose then of these black-eyed children? Do they are they like these soulless demons? That come
1: into our dimension from the Black Lodge. No one of any credibility, even in the world of you know uh, paranormal supernatural literature, has addressed the Black Eyed Children. Only weirdos like us and people yeah. with shitty YouTube shows and you know, uh, no, no one of any caliber, even in the realm of stupid nonsense, has addressed them because I'm sure nobody coast to coast talks about them. I'm sure, but nobody actually knows what like what they're fucking doing. Whereas the men in black like seem to have some kind of weird agenda. But it's like even the Mothman, it was like he came and it was right before that bridge collapsed. Yeah, he yeah, had to warn people about a calamity, right? But it's like he kind of, but it's like it, he's like, this is going to happen. And it was like he wasn't trying to stop it. It was like he was going to happen no matter what. But he's trying to do something. And it's like we, our minds are too small. Like we can't wrap our brain around what the fuck these things are trying to do. So maybe these kids were there to warn
3: this man about cancer. Do
1: you remember that uh, sensational Alex Harvey band uh, song, Isabel Gowdy? Oh, yeah. It's about a famous witchcraft case in Scotland. And it's famous because it's like this woman gave like fucking two days of testimony about meeting the devil and meeting the queen of the fairies and doing all this crazy shit. And it's like the 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 being she describes meeting who's the devil sins very similar to a lot of these weird black creatures, like the men in black or the black eyed kids or something. And that yeah. actually rings true with a lot of fairy encounters as well. But they encounter like a black fairy or a black type of like a being in all black. Not necessarily all black, just like the nature of these creatures and what they look like. And they're, you know, they're like, their skin is like kind of, Translucent pale, yeah. or pale or weird, or you know what I mean? Hmm, yeah, like they're not there's something off about them. So, this writer is
3: trying to explain, like, I guess try, trying to explain how these things could actually exist. Like, so could mm. they even exist as real flesh and blood people? Well, they said mm. that the dilation of the pupil in the human eye is called mydriasis, and mm. so it's typically not the result of a physiological condition or cause. Um, but normally you know, the pupil enlarges it constricts based on the amount of light entering the eye at any given time. So there, he was saying that, uh, the only other things that could cause this is a blown pupil, which mm-hmm. means the people's dilating beyond normal limits, uh, eighties tonic pupil is a condition where one pupil is larger than the other it's mismatched in size. Uh, drugs can cause it, you mm-hmm. know, um. You know uh, what? Pheny- phenylephrine, which is found in Sudafed and decongestants, can adrenaline.
1: Uh, it's like when you get your eyes dilated and or, and you have to wear those weird old lady blue blocker glasses for Same the rest thing. of the day. Yeah, antidepressants. Yeah, Maybe your
3: pupils are big. Yeah, um, yeah. These kids are all hopped up on uh, on the LSD. Yeah, that's probably why it's happening. Wait, LSD well, they- makes your pupils. Yeah, LSD makes your pupils
1: large, but doesn't heroin make your pupils tiny? Yeah, it does yeah yeah uppers generally make your eyes big and downers make them small um there was one thing i was reading that was actually like oh you know the man in black man in black was also this being called Awas, this intelligence that alistair crowley started talking to and that actually gave him the idea for the law of telema in one other book of his Hmm. with this being which is actually very similar to the being that um Malcolm X describes that he meets in prison. When he's just sitting in prison. Like in the oh, movie man. they they have him and he's it's it's Elijah Muhammad that comes to him in prison. Yeah. In the in the autobiography, it's just this like weird guy that he's like he's not black and he's not white, he's kind of gray. And Malcolm X is like, well, he's not white, so that's good enough for me. (laughs) seems all right, you know, but he just appeared in the dude's, you know, cell. And then later he's like, oh, that must have been the Elijah Muhammad. But at the time he wasn't so sure. What What did the guy tell him? Um, uh, I think he was like telling him like, uh, Like I'm trying to remember the book. Like he just appeared to him and and, uh, started suggesting ideas to him, I think which is what got him on his journey of, you know, learning and self-discovery.
3: Hmm. You know. I wonder if, uh, what was that? Was he in like
1: solitary confinement? Um, I don't remember. It's been a while. I like like haven't high school, you know, but yeah, yeah. That's, that tends to be how that happens. Yeah.
3: So that, that, I guess that's the thing. It's like, you never know. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it could be a physiological Reaction to something that can cause your eyes to, to uh, your pupils to uh, dilate and get massive. I mean, you can go have your eyes checked. Maybe the kid just had their eyes checked, mm-hmm. and it's at night, and he, you know, knocked on the wrong door of a car, and someone looks at him. And it's like, oh, this creepy-looking eight-year-old has dilated pupils. It's a black-eyed kid. You know, it just really or they're, ex- or they're trans-dimensional
1: it. Muppet babies. You know, I mean, either. <laughs> You know, yeah. you could go with either my one makes perfect explanation sense. Or yours. Either one's totally fine. Maybe they're know? Marilyn Manson fans. That's, that's you know, that's probably, got... did they have their eyebrows shaved? Ooh, that's a good they, question. Yeah, then they'd be Marilyn Manson fans. Do you yeah. remember, did you, like when I was in high school, kids who were into Marilyn Manson shaved their eyebrows? What Wasn't was the that, because that's
3: kind of what he did. Didn't he have, What's... like, what was it, Antichrist Superstar? Didn't he have uh, his eyebrows shaved during that one?
1: Remember all the things on the cover. And there's
3: one he has yeah. like this humanoid
1: type of uh cover, I forget which one it is. Uh, you might be thinking of the the one that's actually good. Mechanical yeah. There's tennis. one album that's actually pretty mechanical decent. Mechanical Animals is actually a very good album,
3: yeah. Like, you know, I, I came to appreciate Marilyn Manson when I was working the strip club, never yeah. liked Marilyn Manson prior to that. But then after all the shitty music I had to play on a regular basis, yeah, you know, Marilyn Manson was actually kind of a welcome reprieve because it's like, yeah. all right, sure. I'll play this fucking, you know, um, his version of uh, Sweet Dreams. This is going right. to be great. Yeah. Like it's better than fucking R. Kelly mm-hmm. or 50 Cent. But yeah, uh, my, my take on this whole thing, I think they're internet pranksters. I think they're kids, they're teens going out, maybe with fake, yeah, probably with like fake contacts going out and just pulling a prank.
1: I think they're studio gangsters. They could be studio yeah, gangsters, think, internet I,
3: pranksters or yeah. interdimensional beings. Yes. What do you think? Who knows? <laughs> but remember how they were doing that with the clowns recently?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. The clown. Yeah. So, and oddly enough, the, 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 the uh, Nation of Islam tried to stop the clowns, too, if you, if you recall. Did they? Yeah. They when do? the clowns started appearing a lot in, like, South Carolina or something, the Nation of Islam had a press conference about it. And and they're they're like, like, With Farrakhan going out? security. And like, no, it wasn't Farrakhan. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> they had like, if you want like guys in bow ties hanging around to beat up clowns, if they show up, that was the thing. Wow, that's amazing. It was a great moment. I really <laughs> liked it. Yeah. Well, that's the
3: thing. Anything could start as like an urban legend, you know, mm-hmm. and it's sparked by one story and then it just takes a life of its own. Yes. You know, but... I personally, I'd like to think that they're interdimensional inter- beings that are here to warn us about something. Right. You know? Yeah. So anyway, black-eyed children. Hopefully Bernie addresses this before we nominate him for president.
1: Uh, there's, a sil- there's a silent majority in this country, and there are people who care about... The black-eyed children and other weirdo nonsense, and I mean, those people are not being addressed at all in our political system.
3: Yeah, it's like here they're blah blah blah, universal health care, blah blah blah, yeah. free tuition. Nothing about the black-eyed children.
1: Although oddly enough, the only person who does address this stuff is somebody very popular, and it is Alex Jones. Yeah, <laughs> he addresses all this kind of nonsense. Maybe he should run. Like if you watch that that Joe Rogan interview with him. He talks about all of it, man. Oh, yeah. He He touches on all of it. Yeah. The the Martian. It's the only time I've ever liked him in my life. I was like, my God. He's really speaking to me. But for some reason, he doesn't believe in the flat earth theory. But he does believe in the clockwork elves. Yeah. And that's when I was (laughs) like, all right, you and I have something in common here, you know, (laughs)
3: finally uh people this is episode uh, 679 right 679 of sick and wrong jesus christ yeah. almost 680 uh 679 here is sick and wrong we have new stories coming up next we have phone calls after that uh but first uh let's let's hear about our patreon page
1: do you need more sick and wrong in your life do you need one more news story to make you feel normal Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a Sick and Wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better Sick and Wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sick and wrong. So first story
3: um, we have here is about a kidnapped Boston woman who is kept in drunken hell for three days. You know, the drunken part doesn't
1: seem all that bad. I think I've been when I, I think I went to drunken hell when I overdosed and died. I think I was there very briefly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty good. A lot of Patriots fans there though. That's the only bad drunk part. Drunken Hell? Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I picture. I picture
3: because yeah. this even took place in Boston. I just imagine it's like Got all Patriots fans. Yeah. Got to watch Fox News, maybe a rom com. Yeah. Later. It's just, yeah, Drunk Hell. Yeah, Drunken Hell really would be St. Patrick's Day at an Irish bar. Sure. Yeah. That's kind of what it sounds like. I think this is more of a cautionary tale, though. Mm. Something uh, that you could learn, not like you could, you could learn from this story. This Are you is victim some, blaming? Is that what you're I'm, not, I'm not victim blaming. I'm just oh, saying God. it's a story that gotcha. uh, maybe maybe you shouldn't drink to the point of blacking out.
1: Well, you know, think, some people some people have. Uh, Look, like, I don't even know if it's an alcohol allergy or whatever. But just as someone who's been to AA a lot and dealt with a lot of drunks and degenerates in my life, a lot of people like sometimes sometimes people black out after like two drinks.
3: Yeah, like don't you ever Asian, meet these people? Asian
1: people have an uh, alcohol allergy? I think that's different. Um, is this is like, there's no, like, I, like, nobody really knows what this is, but it's like, sometimes people, like, they'll have, like, two drinks, and then all of a sudden they're a different person, and then they usually keep drinking after that point, but that flips the switch. Yeah, I mean, that, that could be. Mm,
3: I think yeah. a lot of people who uh, tend Those to Those are the people aggressive. that have to just
1: stop drinking or else they, like, yeah. completely
3: implode their life. I work with a guy like that. He's, he's been mm. sober, sober for about a year. But, mm-hmm. uh, as when he would drink, he'd have like, I don't know, that guy would just, he would drink 10 drinks and he'd want to fight people and he'd like end up on, like wake up on a fucking bus in Long <laughs> Beach.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Like just have no idea how he got there. There's certain yeah. people like that that just really should not be drinking. You know, Correct. should not be drinking excessively. Yeah. Uh, I think this woman, the the protagonist of this story is one of those. Um, a woman kidnapped after a night out in Boston was held for three days. Forced to drink whiskey and repeatedly raped in a Charlestown apartment. Mm. Uh, the statements unveiled in court Wednesday outlined the three miserable days a 23-year-old Boston woman spent locked in the small apartment. Um, if it wasn't for the raping, I don't think it sounds too bad. You take the raping out. If there's no raping going on, I don't mind drinking whiskey three days in an apartment. There's like, you know, Netflix. It's-
1: yeah, I mean that's kind of my weekend. Isn't that your existence? Usually. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You don't
3: leave your apartment. You're probably yeah. what, you know, drinking a but a fifth of Jameson at least. Yeah, yeah, not too bad.
1: Uh, not a, th- not a, not every day,
3: you know. No, but probably like from a from Friday till Sunday night. Sure. You know, but the right. one thing that's not happening is you're not being raped by a man named Victor
1: Pena. Oh my. Yeah,
3: Victor Pena was he the guy in it. That was an Ant Man. Oh, uh, uh, what's his name's buddy? Yeah. No, I don't. I, you know, actually, same guy. I, same w- guy. I, I picture that guy to yeah. to, to to be this uh, suspected kidnapper. Um,
1: He'd be he, funny about it if it was yeah. not you know.
3: <laughs> well, what's funny about this? It's not.
1: It's not funny that anyone got raped. I mean, no, not no, no. Be funny. But, but if Michael about. Pena did it. Then it you know, might be kind of He'd bring something to the role. He'd bring a little like, I think, oh, I something think to the role. Get a
3: little pizzazz, you know. Yeah. Um but this guy, it was like totally happenstance. Like this guy happened to be walking down the sidewalk and he found the woman outside a Boston bar because she had just got eighty six. Like she'd been asked to leave the bar. That's what I'm saying. Like she probably drank so much, she probably started a couple fights, you know, spit well, to in the be fair, No face. one in
1: Boston actually leaves a bar voluntarily. That's all, this the only. the get... only way. Everyone just gets eighty. So yeah, <laughs> everyone just get gets kicked out. They just drink until they get kicked out. They don't leave. They don't <laughs> like. Oh, it's time to go. It's
3: time to go home. So, yeah. So yeah. she so she got kicked out. Who knows yeah. what happened? And then she was outside. She <laughs> runs into Victor Pena.
1: And if you uh, leave on your own on your own steam, they'll be like, "What are you a fucking queer? or Something <laughs> like that's what they ask you." And then you got to. So you're like, oh no, I don't know.
3: And then you get so. in a fight and you get kicked out. Yeah. Um, Well, please say there's a surveillance video here outside the bar that shows him hugging and kissing her before leading her away onto the orange line and into his apartment. Um, So this guy just happened to find a really, really heavily inebriated woman who just got kicked out of the bar. And he's like, hey, this is perfect. And, uh, you know, she obviously has no recollection of what happened. She sure. starts hugging and kissing her. And uh, there's more footage that shows him actually carrying the woman visibly supporting her as she was mm-hmm. heavily intoxicated. And he takes her to her house. The only thing she remembers, and this is just nightmarish, all she remembers is waking up in the apartment on a bare na- mattress on the ground. Mm-hmm. And that's
1: it. You mean it was made out of a bear? No, it was just a. Like a bear skin rush. No, it wasn't okay. that oh, romantic. Yeah, yeah, but
3: but talk about, like, the worst blackout ever. Like, I, you know, I yeah. black out occasionally. You think he
1: could at least, you know, he's like, you know what? I got a woman here. I should put some sheets on the I should put some sheets on. You know, you think he'd at least put a sheet of the something, bottom sheet thing or something. Like a blanket at least yeah. or something. I like, God,
3: oh, maybe a couple candles. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've
1: slept on my share of bare mattresses, you know, Um I mean, yeah, but, but I, I, I could imagine,
3: though, just a worse feeling than, uh, you know, after just getting blackout drunk and you wake up and instead of being in your bed, which that's what yeah. happens to me is like I usually wake up and I'm fully clothed and I'm like, oh, shit, do I have my wallet and my phone? Yeah. It's usually what I want to make sure. And if I have my wallet and my phone, then it's like, ah, fuck, it, I'll go back to bed. But this woman wakes up and she's on like a bare mattress in some random yeah. dude's apartment.
1: Yeah, because your question is always like, oh, shit, who did I have sex with? That's, That's usually my yeah. question in that situation. Yeah. And if it's like, if it's on a bare mattress, it's, you know, <laughs> no, one, no one good. No one, yeah. no one good. Yeah. I think
3: I made a bad judgment call last yeah. night. Yeah. It's a bare um, mattress on the ground. Yeah. It doesn't say that there's any other furnishings in this apartment either. Yeah. It's just, yeah, not a good decision. Uh, when she tried to get dressed and leave... Pena physically stopped her, told her to be quiet, threatened several times to kill her, and he said that he rescued her on the street, he loved her, and they were going to start a family.
2: So Jesus that's got to
3: be even, yeah, like that's even worse than waking up yeah. on the bare mattress. Now you're waking up with a
1: psycho who wants to marry you. That Yeah, that is, because she probably woke up and thought she was on the set of a snuff film or something. <laughs> and then she finds out she's like, you know... Uh, now the, the 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 kept pet of fucking Lenny from Mice and Men, or you know what I mean? Well, exactly, his oh, brother. Oh, hug you would squeeze you, and you know. Well, his like, brother oh, Jose
3: Pena said that his sibling's mental capacity is equal to that of a child. Yeah. So yeah, she basically. Why does he live alone? Well, that's what I was wondering. How can this yeah. guy, who's got the yeah. mentality of a child, have an apartment? Yeah. Like what? what what's in the apartment? Well, it makes sense because uh, you know. It's pretty much the only thing he had to, uh, to to give her for food was canned pineapple and whiskey. My That's God. all she ate. Have well, you so- ever had
1: <laughs> let me ask you something. Have you ever had canned pineapple? I've I've had canned pineapple before. It loses everything in the canning process. Everything that makes it good and and wholesome and whatever, it loses all of it. Yeah, it is it whereas is like canned of- peaches are like they're still pretty good. You know what I mean? You eat them, and it's still like yeah, was all right. How often do you ever have C- canned pineapple? Yeah, canned pears still pretty good. Canned pineapple, my god, <laughs> it's like not, it's like nothing. It's like but eating. But does it
3: have the same consistency as regular
1: pineapple? It's a little different, but it doesn't li- taste like pineapple. Is that what no. you're saying? No, it tastes like like you took a pineapple and like left it out in the sun. You know, and just did a lot and pissed on it and did a lot of <laughs> terrible things to it. That's what it tastes like.
3: So, he sexually assaulted her several times over the next two days. And he fed her only canned pineapple and forced her to drink whiskey. Um, Jesus he, Christ. He also allegedly forced her to take selfies with him, portraying themselves as a happy couple. I hope he posts those to Instagram. Come oh, on, my God. That's, that's really
1: <laughs> disturbing very disturbing but also makes, that's like that's like an all diarrhea diet you know <laughs> pineapple, and <Canned> pi- <laughs> pineapple and whiskey canned <laughs> pineapple i that? just
3: wonder if he had anything else in the kitchen just a bunch of cans of pineapple and it's probably not good whiskey i'm thinking he's drinking like yeah like jack daniels or yeah um or uh what's that jim beam it's probably yeah. jim beam i'm assuming jim beam and pineapple, not something to give, uh, to, to give your one night stand. If How you long want her to stay there? longer, uh, three nights. Okay. Yeah. Three nights. She was there. Three nights of horror.
1: Yeah. Um, she tried she to must escape. Be like a, like a D like, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, I think, um, a, a, a more callous person would have just probably smashed him over the head with a fucking lamp or with something, you know what I mean?
3: Well she tried. She tried oh, to escape she?
1: twice, yeah. It just you said know, she tried to leave. Well, she she you found know? the door deadbolted with a lock yeah. when she
3: tried to leave. And then out yeah. of fear of what might happen if she fought back, uh police say the woman submitted to his assaults and offered to help him clean his apartment to placate him. So not only did she have to have sex with this retarded mm-hmm. guy, um she had to eat uh, pineapple and whiskey. I don't, don't say that anymore, D. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Not only did she have sex with
1: this Rotundo.
3: Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Forgot the euphemism there. Not only did she have sex with the Rotundo, she had to eat pineapple, drink whiskey, and clean his apartment. Jesus. She got a raw deal. Mm. Raw deal. Um, What a terrible life partner. I wouldn't want to marry this guy. No. You know, right there, it's like, that's not going to
1: work out. Yeah. He's, He's... you don't expect to see him coming up on the next season of The Bachelor. You know? <laughs> How's he going to provide for the family? Yeah,
3: you know they're not all going to be able to eat canned pineapple. God, Jesus you Christ. know I hope they. I, do, you, I, do you think he wore protection? Um, it's the only way this story could get any worse. I don't want to think about that. Yeah. that's horrible.
1: Now she's yeah. going to give birth. But because it's like you know, yeah, because I guess it's like if you're afraid of like you know him beating you to death, you might or if you're like also don't want to like end up killing somebody but it's like i would like at the first available opportunity get him yeah. to feel comfortable and then drive a pencil through his eye into his skull
3: or, why not, or something like, you know I mean, something it, like that yeah what, like what about when he falls asleep
1: like when you try to sneak out climb through the window it's better to to um murder him and then sneak out because if you sneak out he might wake up they come after, yeah. So yeah, while he's sleeping, you you stab him through his, the eye into his skull with a pencil, ladies.
3: Yeah, no, my, I'm sure this Harrison's
1: or... tip to you. That's what you should do.
3: <laughs> or maybe the open can of pineapple. Mm. You just slice
1: you just him, beat across him to the death throat. with it. Or yeah, or, or or the slices, beam. Yeah, slice his throat. Something. Yeah, slice his throat. Do you something, Man. Yeah.
3: Um, her friends tracked your location through Apple's Find My Friends app. That's for uh, yeah. finding your drunken friends. Who yes. uh, mysteriously disappeared with rotundos. Um It's also
1: but, called a, um, a plot device. <laughs> plot device. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> but they were unable to find her when uh, her uh, or find her near where her phone was actually pinging. Uh, so they went to the police to file a missing persons report. Where were these friends when she was eighty-six? You know why, why? Why weren't been... they like putting her in an Uber or something? Who or said escorting she... her home. She went to the bar by herself,
1: well, no, they were there with her, oh were they? yeah, Oh. yeah, they probably should have if she's a yeah, if she's a friend that's known to black out and do shit like that, like you gotta watch those people, you know, mean, even
3: Courtney Love had friends like the other yeah. women in hold, and then they'd come out and take care of her every now and then. It's annoying, but you got to watch out for them, you know, it's like you're the one who called her up to go hang out with her, yeah, you know now now she's your responsibility. Did you ever have any friends like that like what? That were like, just I had a, my friend Anna that I went to uh, college with. Like, we lived in a place. There's nine dudes, one girl is Anna, yep. and she could drink way more than everybody else. But she was one of those people that she wasn't particularly violent. Mm. But you'd go out with her, mm-hmm. and then she would just disappear. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the next thing you know, you're like walking around the party, like, where the fuck should did she go? Should I go find her? I remember mm-hmm. I was at a this party in San Francisco with her and uh it was like a burning man like the after burning man thing mm. like uh i forget what they call that decompression or something but we we're walking around this i was well we we're at the party she disappears i'm getting kind of drunk and i'm like ah, i think i'm gonna leave and i was walking around trying to find her because i didn't want to leave her there alone because i mm. went there with her and i i open up a door and she's getting like double teamed by this guy wearing a centaur outfit and another guy who is kind of dressed like I don't know. It looked like a leprechaun or something. Okay. What the fuck is a centaur outfit? How does that even work? He had like, a, or not a centaur, a satyr. Satyr. He had oh, like okay. hooves okay. on. He wasn't a goat centaur. legs. Yeah, goat, goat legs. legs and uh, yeah, and like, I mean. Was it, were they wearing costumes? Was the costume, it pardon? was like a, a Burning Man thing. I think it was part of their Burning Man outfits or something. God, I do the Bay yeah. Area. Well I mm. was like standing there and I'm like kind of in shock and there she's like full on getting like you know mm. double teamed and I was like I'm gonna go and she's like just kind of waved. I was like alright. She, she was fine. She was fine. And yeah. then it was funny because the next day yeah. I, um, she ended up texting me and was just like what the fuck why'd you ditch me at that party? And I no. was like it seemed like you were being well taken care of. You know, you I mean, were when... having
1: sex with mythical monsters.
3: Yeah. (laughs) You were
1: like, you had a leprechaun's
3: Mm. penis in your, in your mouth and Mm. you're getting like, uh, you know, uh, reamed from behind by a a satyr. So, I mean, what am I supposed to do? Yeah.
1: Like, Uh, am I supposed to stop it? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've had people, yeah, I've been friends with many people like that. I'd say it's probably at least half my friend base. Yeah. Are people who like, and it's like, I, I gotta be honest, like sometimes I'll, I'll call up those people and bring them stuff. Just because I know they're gonna cause some shit, you know. Find out if they got home all right. No, no. I mean, I'll call them and bring them to stuff. Oh wait, you'll just go because you want to be entertained. Because I'm an agent of chaos. (laughs) Because I'm an agent of chaos, and sometimes I'll like bring. You know, the problem though is that sometimes you become. I feel very responsible for things, and it's like you brought the chaos. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like I can't leave them or I can't. I'm afraid what's going to, you know what I mean? Well, that's so kind of how I then feel. And sometimes it's like, oh, you, you know? got to, you know, it's like it's like, you know, Roger Rabbit taking care of the baby, you know? <laughs> Where it's like the baby just walking into a fire and you're like, "Oh my god, and you got to stop. it could turn into that real easy." Do
3: you so. feel the same way about men and women? Cuz it's like, you know, with her I was a little more concerned that she wouldn't make it back all right, you know, it's just kind of a little more just more concerned maybe because uh she's a woman I'm i'm not sure but usually with my dude friends yeah you know unless i see them like waving a gun about or like pummeling someone i'm assuming they're probably gonna get home all right yeah yeah you know so i'm not as concerned right but still though it's like you never know with you know these people although out of all the people i have like half my friend group is pretty much fits into that category i don't think i've ever used apple's find my friends app no you know, to to go track them down the next day. No, you know, I've I haven't really done that. It sounds like a, an adventure, though. You know? Well, this is the thing I don't I don't get. Police mm. were able to match a Charlie card issued to Walford Way in Pena's name. Yeah. What is that? What's a
1: Charlie card? Uh, it's like a it's like a Metro card. Oh, it's a Metro card. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Was, they call it that because. What the fuck is that stupid thing? There's like an old song about a guy who got on the Boston MTA and, and never came back. And his name and and his Charlie name is Charlie. Card. And that's why they call it the Metro Cards a Charlie card.
3: All right. All right. Well there yeah. you go.
1: Learn something every day. So, um, so
3: anyway, the law enforcement tracked him tracked him down. They burst into Pena's apartment. Uh, they found uh, the the woman crying and with a horrified look on her face. Uh, he was restrained by police after he allegedly made it clear that he wanted to fight. They don't really Mm. specify what he did, but I don't know. It's like, put up your dukes, officers. We are having fisticuffs. Mm. Like, I don't know what happened uh, to make it clear that he wanted to fight. Maybe he headbutted one of them. Um, Peña's lawyer, though, William Barabino, he claims that the woman went with Peña voluntarily because I'm sure she was like, yeah, this this six-foot rotundo... It uh, seems like a guy I want to have sex with. She, she definitely looked like she was like capable of making those type of decisions at that time. Mm. I mean, it was said, it's funny too. Cause that the police department was like, watch the video surveillance. She did not want to go along willingly. The, the guy carried her. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> um, she, uh, the victim claims she doesn't remember anything after leaving the bar, but she does remember waking up on the bare mattress uh, court psychologist testified that Pena sucked his thumb when she talked to him. Uh, she said that he claimed to hear voices and that he was forced to snort cocaine in the past and that
1: he appeared to be confused about why he was in court. Another thing is, is that even if, even if like he wasn't you know, carrying her against their will, when you hook up with somebody at a bar, like somebody that you've run a first date with or whatever, you got to be careful to make sure they're not blacked out.
3: Yeah, with, yeah, with anybody. That's yeah, something
1: sure. you should be careful, like because sometimes it's hard to tell. Sometimes people black, sometimes people are blacked out, and they look like totally. If you don't know them well, they look and seem normal. Yeah, but if, would would you bring someone back to your house that was having trouble walking? I, I mean, I might, but I, you know, I wouldn't try to have sex with them.
3: Yeah, you I know? mean, I guess it depends on on But my again, state some, I, I'm saying some
1: people are blacked out and they're they're still walking around and they seem normal. They seem fine. And, and like I've been in situations where it's like they seem fine, but it's like I'm ve- because I'm a let's say I'm a substance abuse expert, I guess um, I could tell. sometimes. usually when most people probably couldn't. They're like, oh, this person is blacked out. And if like we have sex, they're not going to remember anything the next day. So I'll, I'll I won't do it. You know, it's happened yeah, a I number mean, of times.
3: I, I mean, I've had it happen too, where it's like, yeah. you know, you wake up the next day and you're just like, who are you again?
1: Yeah, that's how it me.
3: Why are you yeah. here? And that, that's scary. Mm-hmm. It is kind of scary. Um, but yeah, usually, I guess it depends on my state
2: mm-hmm.
3: at the time of uh, you know, my uh, state of inebriation. Because if I'm like mm-hmm. extremely as drunk as they are, I'm probably mm-hmm. blacked out too. And mm-hmm. that's when I've had the situations of waking up some somebody and be like,
1: I have no idea what, even what your first name is. I don't black out on alcohol. I black out on the combination of cocaine and alcohol. Well, well, that's because you drink like three times yeah. as much. Yeah,
3: I, you know, uh, last night I got, we we started drinking early, like around mm. maybe one p.m., mm-hmm. and I think I got home. I barely rec- recall getting home, but I I, I apparently stopped and uh, ordered uh, an order of hummus from some place. Mm. I don't even know how that happened. All right. Um, so I I think you can function when you're blacked out. Yeah. I mean, I I have no recollection of it, but apparently Mm. I did. So, but yeah, I I I don't know. I think you you should definitely. That's what I'm saying. It's it's a cautionary tale because when you get that drunk at a bar where you're actually being asked to leave because you're that drunk, there's a good chance you might be abducted by a rotundo and fed pineapple and whiskey. There's a chance. I don't know if it's a good chance, but there's a chance. There's a chance that uh, a rotundo will come out and abduct yeah. you. So that's what yeah. I'm saying. Just be careful when drinking. Also, yeah, also Jenny
1: Greenteeth. Jenny Greenteeth, yeah. Watch out yeah. for her.
3: Um, I think I hooked up with her last weekend.
1: I mm. that. that. Um, what do you have here for the sex story? YouTube Momager. I love that word, by the way. Just you use it, any opportunity to use it, I will use it. Uh, pepper sprayed fantastic adventure kids stars to force them to perform wow yeah
3: sounds like a it sh- sounds like a show michael jackson would love
1: yeah he probably fantastic would.
3: Fantastic adventure kids um the... does it trouble you that you'll never be a momager it does yeah it does well you could oh. you just have to go through some
1: changes there would be a, be a lot, you know. Quite There's an There's a effort. big barrier to entry there. Yeah. Um, the Perfect Family site had 700,000 followers. But if the adopted kids didn't perform, they told police they were tortured by their momager.
3: <laughs> you know, uh, I was talking to someone the other day, and they mentioned yeah. that, uh, the term lawnmower parents. You heard that? Uh, no, I have never heard that. So uh, steel, that's who mentioned it to me. I was talking yeah. to steel because we did a fistful of steel. And he was mentioning that yeah. we're talking about the USC parents. Uh, what was her name? Aunt Jackie from Full yeah. House, Lori Laughlin. Yeah. They they say she's a lawnmower parent, not a helicopter. You get it, parent. You're
1: mixing up uh, Aunt Becky with Aunt oh, Jackie. Aunt, yeah, Aunt Jackie Aunt, is from Roseanne.
3: <laughs> yeah, Aunt Jackie's Roseanne. Aunt Becky okay. from yeah, Full yeah, House, okay. Lori Loughlin. Right. Um, yeah. They say she's a lawnmower parent because the lawnmower parents mow down. The obstacles in front of their kids. I say. I think that's what uh, this woman
1: was, as opposed this to monitor. helicopter. Parents, yeah, as opposed I to guess. helicopters. I say. I say. All right. Uh, to millions of viewers, the Fantastic Adventures YouTube channel portrayed the perfect, albeit chaotic, suburban Phoenix lifestyle of seven adopted kids. That's Dozens bad. of videos, which racked up a quarter of a billion views. Featured cute cookie capers or superhero kids taking part in backyard lightsaber battles. What the Uh, viewers didn't see was an alleged reign of terror taking place off camera. See, I think the reign of terror sounds much more interesting. It, It does. I mean, I don't... Like... I, I don't know. I came across some of this stuff. I always, whenever I see anything like this, like whatever the fuck the show is on YouTube, I always see a sinister motive there. I mean, maybe because it was just like did too wow. much research into Elsa Gate, but I always see like a like a series, like a ulterior motive to these shows like that. And also, I think if there isn't an ulterior motive, what the fuck is this, and why does it have so many views? Well, you know? I, think, I think what it is is I think uh,
3: the motive is financial. I think I think they cash in. You get anything with kids no, but have to dress up in
1: costumes. If, yeah, I know that. But I mean, if it's not like if it's not like a secret secret sexual thing for weirdos, who is watching them
3: and well, why? That, but that's the unintended consequence. I think she's putting it out. She's putting out content to make a shitload of money. But the perverts see this. You know, there's like pedophiles
1: masturbating to these videos. I'm sure, but cookies. there are some of them where it's like you could tell that actually the purpose of the video is being made. Oh, um, oh, wow. Yeah, like they're like catering to weird fetishes or something. But with these, it's like, OK, the people who aren't it's not all pedophiles because there aren't there aren't that many. Who the fuck is watching them? I I've never understood who it. gives a shit know. about, you know what I mean? Like if you're a kid, there's, I don't know, decades of content that have been made that's professionally why, what are you doing you well, i don't you know think what I mean? kids are watching this i think
3: it's moms are watching really? it's, yeah i think it's like reality programming for moms that are you know in between reading issues of town and country and fucking people magazine it's like they put on this so they can watch like other moms raise their cute kids
1: so, like, moms don't get enough bullshit with with their kids running around stealing cookies and dressed like superheroes. They're like, you know what? My kids at school. I'm gonna, you know what I mean? They're, yeah. gonna, they're gonna watch more of it. Is that your theory? On I, th- this?
3: I think they. I think that's why. Uh, why? Yeah. Why these shows are popular? It's like they can watch other
1: families. If that's I'm- true. Then I'm going to wipe everyone's bloodline off the face of the earth. <laughs> All
3: right? well, I mean, I would watch it if, uh, if there was something interesting about it. Like if these kids were, you know, deformed. Like right. if, these, if these kids were like, a, if it was like a whole, you know, she had adopted eight rotundos, I probably would watch that. Yeah. Or what was that show that uh, came out with the dwarves? Did you ever see that one? No. Oh, it was great. Uh,
1: even dwarves started small.
3: Is that what it's called? Right?
1: That was the Werner Herzog film about well, dwarves. That, that... That's a that's a damn fine film. No, there's yeah.
3: a... I'm trying to think of the name of it. It was on like Lifetime. It was like a, a reality show just about these six dwarves. Yeah, I know. You like dwarves, all right? We know. But, I mean, I, I'm just saying, yeah. if it was something... But why would you want to watch just normal children doing children
1: things? I, I just don't get it. I mean, if one of them accidentally gets killed by a horse, that I might I, watch it. I would be into that. That's pretty interesting, but... Beyond that, no. Yeah. No, no. No no, no. No Yeah. I mean, I don't even like having to like look at a kid in an airport while I'm waiting <laughs> to go on a plane, you know what I mean? let alone. One. <laughs> God damn.: Ugh. Although uh, what happened off-camera might be interesting. Okay, yeah. so um, the YouTube channel's creator in the, the family's off-screen momager was Mashell Hobson. 48. Uh, 48- her name is Mashell. It's Michelle, but with an A. Yep, well, I don't even understand that. It makes no Which sense. Might, might be a typo. I don't know. Or it's ours, Ariz- but it's Arizona. <laughs> oh, Who it's knows? Arizona, you know. Yeah. So people like to be different. Like, I they guess. spell their names Crystal with a K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is beyond that, but sure. <laughs> uh, from Maricopa, Arizona, she's now in jail, accused of abusing her seven adopted children if they refused to perform or messed up their scripted lines. <laughs> Who the fuck left letter? Of- <laughs> Adopt (laughs) Adopt seven children. Yeah, how do you get seven of them? I don't know. I look. I you know, I'm an obviously I'm an adopted child, and I know people that have adopted children. It's hard to adopt like one kid. I don't know how you adopt seven unless they're foster kids. They'll give foster kids to anybody if they're fosters. They might be foster kids. Uh, Police initially identified her by the last name Hackney, but later corrected it to Hobson. Hobson. Hobson stands accused of horrific physical abuse. That included enforced ice baths, starvation, being locked up, and pepper sprayed, according mm. to the police complaint. Hmm. One of the children described pepper spraying their genitals as being the method of abuse favored by Hobson, who covered her own face if she appeared online, according have you, to... Have, have you ever done that? Pepper sprayed your genitals?
3: No, I have not. Seems like something you'd do. Um, nope. No, nope. You've
1: never uh, tried it? <laughs> always avoided doing that, yeah. But has it ever come up? It should have been a red flag that she covers her face when she's on the videos. You I don't know? even understand that. Like, covers her face, what, with like a white sheet? A balaclava, maybe? Yeah, or like a, a
3: balaclava, yeah. I, this is,
1: I don't know. There's a certain contingent. It's probably a certain, maybe, I don't know, maybe 10% of the porn I watch, the men wear masks and the women like don't. Like monster masks? No, just like black Ski masks kind of thing, you know? Hmm. And occasionally monster masks. <laughs> like a porky pig mask or something? Uh, you know, like a like a creature from the Black Lagoon or uh, something
3: okay. like that, you know? <laughs> Those are like universal you know? monsters, like classic yeah, yeah, monsters.
1: Yeah. I can I like see a, that. Like a skull or something. You know, who knows? Um, <laughs> Like a skeleton? <laughs> yeah, like skeleton. Skeletor. <laughs> Hordak, yeah, some weird porn. Uh, I I definitely have at least one with Hordak. I can tell you that much. <laughs> I really do. So um, if, okay, if
3: a if a yeah. girl that uh I don't know, like an attractive girl, looked like Kristen Ritter, was was like, mm-hmm. I want to tie you up and spray your genitals with pepper spray. You'd be like, no, not into that. Yes, Go home, I'm... Missy. Yeah. Wow.
1: God, I guess. you're... Yeah. Standards, because because well because if she did that, I know I would spend the rest of the fucking day recovering from that and not <laughs> having sex with her. You know, yeah, that's so true. So what what would be the upside there? Well, I don't understand you know? what would pepper. I thought
3: pepper spray is supposed to like hurt your eyes. Like, what's it going to do to your? It hurts everything. Or does it okay. just burn your genitals?
1: Yeah, yeah, it burns your skin. Okay, oh, it's not man. a good fun time. Yeah, and it, it's it, it especially since it's like if they spray it on your genitals chances are some of it will actually get in your fucking urethra and then you're in for some shit. Okay. Mm. It's not good. Isn't that how Tom Cruise learns his lines? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That or, or they put peanut butter in his mouth and then they just dub it in an ADR later, you know? Uh, so, uh, the channel, which has grown to almost, um, Oh wait, I'm sorry. I skipped the whole good part here. Um, one of the children described, uh, yeah, pepper spraying the genitals. Uh, one of the children said, uh, "I either get beat with a hanger or a belt or a brush, or gets pepper sprayed from head to toe." Huh. Yeah. Um, she also forced the children's heads underwater and locked them in a closet she called the green screen room, <laughs> which is wow. which is like, that's like a fucking showbiz mom
3: yeah mom, you the know the green thing. screen room the green
1: screen room yeah yeah my god um hmm. dance mom uh with no food or water or toilet for days at a time jesus more like the yeah. brown screen room oh my god jesus Christ. <laughs> fuck out of here <laughs> you know i never i did your parents
3: ever send you to, the, to your room Did they ever do that Yes. I never understood why they did that, because I preferred being in my room. Yeah, they didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, I used to be like, sweet, later. Yeah. Go up there and, sure. I'd rather hear than eat stupid
1: dinner with you. Yeah. No, because it's like, I, you know, I had like a whole bunch of cool stuff in my room. Yeah, like a fucking like,
3: Sega Genesis. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, whatever.
1: So. Um, uh, yeah, so the channel, which has grown to 800,000 subscribers... Um, claimed to feature a perfect family getting into mischief. We're Fantastic Adventures. We're a family that's full of unique and special kids. See, that's we misleading. Start, yeah. We started making these videos for fun, but fell in love with making them, and now do it every week for you guys. Yeah, I'm sure these videos are fun. Yeah.
3: She started making these videos because she's a capitalist, and she knows how to like exploit children. Yes. Exactly. Instead of making them, like, go find diamonds in the mines, she's making them uh, perform on film
1: on YouTube. I bet you she made a
3: shitload of money.
1: Probably, yeah. 800,000 subscribers, yeah. I mean, even, like, fucking Louis B. Mayer didn't, like, you know, pepper spray Veronica Lake's genitals, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, all those old, like, studio heads. I guess I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, my God. Like Shirley you know. Temple, you know, her
3: genitals were puffy and swollen from pepper spray.
1: And yet she, she danced so well, you know. Yes, she
3: did. Liza Minnelli, oh my God. Never well, want to that. see her genitals. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a little bit different. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, when police came to inspect the home after the report, they found one child in a closet wearing a pull-up style diaper. The door was not locked, according to press press reports, but it could have been by the apparatus on the door handle. Hmm. According to the police report, um, Hobson denied the pepper spray, denied the ice baths and stated the only forms of punishment she uses is having to stand in the corner, getting spankings and being grounded. Hmm.
3: So, of course, she's going to deny it. But don't you think you'd find like the ice baths like in the house? How would you
1: find the ice bath? Describe how you might find well, it. Yeah, I guess you would. Uh, well, because bags of a, ice in the freezer. Ice melts. Yeah, but bags of ice in the freezer. There, that's There it is. That's the evidence. I would say so. They had. She's got bags of ice in the freezer. Cans that, of that, pepper spray. You know. <clears throat> okay, that's evidence. That's See? something you could, you know. But a lot of people have bags of fucking ice in the freezer. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, my God.
3: What if, uh, what if she was in the process of making an ice bath? You're the
1: worst cop <laughs> ever. <laughs> oh my God! What the hell's the matter with you? Um. Also, if you are making an ice bath, you could be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna have a barbecue. This is for the for me to put the, for the beer, beer in. or something." Yeah. yeah. Not my oh. three-year-old. Yeah. As, as far as people, things you can catch people doing red-handed, that's one of the harder, harder ones, I think, you know, out of these. Well,
3: I think finding the child in the closet, it's, uh, even though it wasn't locked, yeah. the door wasn't locked, it's still a little more damning, I suppose, than just an that, ice bath.
1: That's something, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the channel was removed from YouTube, and uh, the video site said the channel had been demonetized after the allegations became public. Hmm. Hobson was reported by her adult daughter, who was made to appear on the channel as the pretend mom, but who was not accused of
3: abuse. The pretend mom? So what, she wanted yeah. like a younger, more attractive mom in the video?
1: Yeah, I think so. It's mm-hmm. like when they, when they replaced like fucking Bobby Draper. or so, You know what I mean? When they like <laughs> replace a kid in a show because he's getting older and they replace him with like a younger kid. And meanwhile, yeah. Hobson appears yeah. with like, what, just like a mask? <laughs> Because I, I like, I saw the trailer for like you know, Stranger Things season three, and they all look like horrific monsters. <laughs> now, wait, did they replace like, those kids? They didn't replace them, but my god, but sh- should they puberty. Have? Yeah, they should have because they've gone over the. They're all like fucking really weird they're looking, gangly, now. and their voices yeah. crack. Yeah, they look like fucking freak shows now. It's Covered not in good. Acne. It's not a good look. Hmm. So. Yeah, that
3: show, I mean, seriously, shouldn't have gone past one season. Yeah, no,
1: it's, 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 uh, but people love it. People are all excited and everything, you know. Hmm. Um, yeah, so the pretend mom, she's not accused of abuse. Uh, Hobson's adult sons, Logan and Ryan, were regularly featured on the channel. They are also in jail, accused of failing to report the abuse. Dang, dog. Well, who was filling up the ice baths? Obviously, Logan and Ryan. Yeah, obviously, Detective Simon. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I bet you they had their like preferred cans of pepper spray. Yeah, yeah, these two. Yeah, is it so? That's a that's a thing. Like you're, you know, you're even if it's your mom, you're supposed to report the crime. I thought there was like a way to get out of that. If it's like a family member, you're you're, you're not you're not obliged to report a crime.
1: No, I think you are. I'm are sure you? You're, yeah. Oh. I guess, I mean, especially it looks bad if, if one of your siblings reported it and you didn't. Well, yeah. think how much money they were probably. I'm sure they were, like, cashing in on it. Yeah. Uh, the ages of the seven adopted children have not been released, but police say most were under the age of 10. During questioning, the children ravenously drank water supplied by police, and one refused to eat potato chips for fear that Hobson would smell them on his breath.
3: Ooh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so you could just smell the Doritos.
1: You're getting fat, Timmy. Come here, I need to smell your breath. <laughs> well, you
3: gotta keep them young and cute. Yeah, I mean, look what happened to Gary Coleman or Emmanuel Lewis. Have you seen Emmanuel Lewis? Have you seen a picture of him? He looks no. like some kind of weird troglodyte. His arms are all disproportionate. He's well, got he like had... a extended abdomen, sloping okay.
1: forehead. Well, they had they had disorders, okay. They had
3: problems. I guess Gary Coleman did, too. But they were so yeah. cute when they were kids.
1: Yeah, but that's the thing. They weren't kids, okay? Yeah, how old was Emmanuel Gary Coleman? Emmanuel Lewis was like 30 when Webster was <laughs> on was show. was not. I thought he like 12. He had like that 12. disease, man. He was not looking at normal. It was not a normal thing, okay? What, what disease did Gary Coleman have? The thing where you don't age right, you know? Like mm. you're a perma-child, you know? Um, it's not it's not good. Hmm. It's like a thing. Didn't you I, I read or heard somebody saying this thing that was like Michael Jackson had a relationship with Emmanuel Lewis <laughs> and if you know he'd only stayed in that relationship he would have been able to indulge his peccadilloes and it would still be legal. Because Emmanuel Lewis looked was like a, a child was a, But he was of age. But he's of age. Wow. Yeah. I don't remember where I read or or heard this. (laughs) Is that Alex
3: Jones saying that?
1: (laughs) I think so. He also said that Emmanuel Emmanuel Lewis was one of the clockwork elves (laughs) that controls reality.
3: (laughs) So Michael Jackson just need to find a progerian kid. or No, 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 they're not progerian. The opposite opposite of progerian kid. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for Jerry and Kid, yeah. it uh, would probably be Michael Jackson's not worst not an eight-year-old that looks like an 80-year-old. <laughs> that's not what he needed. It's an eight-year-old that looks like an eight-year-old. Yeah. That's what he yeah. needs. Yeah. Yeah. I forget what so. that's called. Like I forget what that's called. There's a term for it.
1: Yeah, something. Um, so, uh, yeah, the family collaborated with Extreme Toys TV, which is another – Thing. I thought that was a fucking Elsagate thing, but I guess not. Extreme
3: no. Toys TV, it seems like yeah. something you'd have in your closet. It,
1: yeah, I mean, <laughs> it sounds like a website I bought stuff off yeah. of. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we have their um, products. Yeah. The Schnores, who also, uh, they're the ones who do Extreme Toys TV, uh, who also feature Bipipapapu, their children on their popular channel, said that of Hobson's adopted kids came to their Scottsdale home just two weeks ago to shoot a video. I'm literally sick to my stomach, Tawny Schnoor said. I mean, it's something you hear about, but it doesn't hit so close to home.
3: Well, you're sick to your stomach, but yet you also exploit your children as well? Correct.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So the last video they uploaded was called Cookie Capture Adventure Mission. And shows three children and an unnamed adult pretending to be their mother. Ooh. The video description says Elijah wakes up to the smell of cookies, but they aren't just any cookies. They're, I don't even, I'm not even going to, I don't even, I don't even, forget, forget this. This is wasting time. Um, yeah, so uh, YouTube shut it down, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Hobson's in uh, Penal County Jail, charged with two counts of molestation, seven counts of child abuse, five counts of unlawful imprisonment, child neglect, and the others are uh, charged with seven counts of failing to wow. report abuse of a minor. Hmm. And that's that's something that's uh, new to the legal system. And new, I mean, the last forty years. what the failing to report. No, the fact that. Your crime is failing to report abuse of a minor, and you've been charged with seven counts of it.
3: Well, there's seven okay? kids,
1: right? Yeah, but they didn't used to be like, you know what I mean? what are they do in like the movie? That's how it's like you get caught with drugs, and they, they charge you with like fucking seven charges, even though it should just be one charge. This is why this is all the prison industrial complex and prisons for profit. And what this is probably the, the wrong time to be getting into this because these people sound like they should be in jail. I'm just saying, it's something about the American legal system that bothers me. Quick question before we move yeah. on Did Emmanuel sure. Lewis have normal
3: sized genitalia?
1: I don't know, you know <laughs> what I mean? And if you ask somebody that and they know. Did Gary you, should, you should immediately report it or you'll be charged with failing to report it okay.
3: <laughs> but, but did Emmanuel Lewis because that, that's kind of the mm. I mean I, I guess that's kind of the rub with him being famous is uh, he could have had sex with many women because of his fame his position society and his wealth but yet he looked like he was like an 8 year old so did he have the genitalia the size of an 8 year old I don't know. All right. <laughs> did he have, do you know, did he, was he ever married? I don't know. I know that like Gary Coleman had a, remember the woman that pushed him down the stairs? No, I don't remember that. Yeah. He had like this uh, ginger looking woman. So he must've had normal size genitalia. I, I mean,
2: to...
1: a small guy, you know what I mean? But like, <laughs> as long as you, you know what I mean? I don't know. As long <laughs> as you don't have like a micro penis, you'll, you'll do okay in life, you know? Yeah. I wonder It's fine yeah. Yeah. Michael yeah. Jackson really should have stuck with that one He should have Yeah Actually no that's not my opinion I heard that opinion <laughs> I I have no feeling on that particular thing Is, one that, or the other.
3: is that a popular opinion you like to share Where at the water I cooler I that, at work? Did
1: I that? Or maybe it was like the breakfast club or something It was something I heard it on I think I you remember. should
3: share that one at the water cooler at work Oh yeah <laughs> definitely See how that goes <laughs> You yeah. know, they never would have made the documentary Leaving Neverland if Michael Jackson just stuck with Emmanuel Lewis.
1: God, this is going to bother me. <laughs>
3: Harrison's theory on Michael Jackson's sexual, yeah. sexual proclivities. It's
1: not my theory.
3: <laughs> you really need to write like a treatise on this. Yeah, I think I wouldn't mind reading that. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go, momagers. Evil yeah. momagers. People who exploit their kids. Capitalists that just exploit their children on YouTube. There's so many of these shows. Yeah. And I love how, like, the one lady condemns the other one. It's like, yet yeah, you're doing the same thing. You're just not using pepper spray. Because what yeah. kid wants to fucking perform on a YouTube video?
1: Uh, I think a lot of them, actually. Well, I guess now they do, don't I they? think that's that makes up, like... 30% of our entire economy now D so yeah I think a lot of them like yeah, it I guess that's what you do now. yeah and I think if you don't make them do it they'll probably do it anyway on their own yeah so you might as well try to make some scripts. money off it just don't lock them in closets and you know smell their breath for potato chips or whatever the fuck <laughs> you know
3: I don't know I still think it'd be I think it'd be more fantastic if there were seven rotundos I probably yeah. would watch that show Uh, People, send your story. Stick around podcast at uh, gmail.com. We have phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. But first, uh, here's a word from Adam and Eve.
4: Hey, guys. It's me, Stephen. I'm a huge fan of your show. Thanks to your awesome coupon code, Diddle, I can buy myself loads of good sex toys since both of my wives died and my Logarix disease got pretty bad let's just say things in the bedroom got pretty boring but thanks to adamandeve.com and coupon code Diddle D-I-D-D-L-E I'm now New
3: man, Thanks. so we got a few phone calls to get
1: to 323 522 4032 is that number. Remember to keep it under three minutes. You know, I heard if you don't consistently um, keep Matthew McConaughey's genitals uh, coated in uh, pepper spray, he'll fall asleep during a scene while you're shooting. Oh, that, that's how he, uh, yeah, how he uh,
3: maintains his, uh, his work ethic. Uh huh. No. Oh. It's good. I mean, he certainly does deliver those lines on time. Yeah. Um, you know, he's in a new movie. Harmony Korine did a new movie called Beach Bum that mm-hmm. he was pushing at the uh, live event that I went to mm-hmm. um, where basically it looks like the story of Jimmy Buffett played by Matthew McConaughey. God. It looks awful. Yeah. I, I don't know what the deal is with that dude. Now, he, like he did that one movie with uh, Franco, as uh, Spring Breakers. Oh, right, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. and so now this is his new thing, it's like mm-hmm. beach themed movies. Uh, with uh, <laughs> I don't know, I, mean, I don't know if that's like his new thing, like, if he's made a lot of money, he lives in Florida now, but yeah, mm. Matthew McConaughey with his pepper spray genitals. <laughs> Speaking of that, got a couple calls here. Um, from uh, remember that that caller called in Valium, sure, yeah, she Wait, called in recently, was that mommy or whatever. Who is Valium again? Know, she's some uh, some uh, listener who said she used to listen and rediscovered the show. Oh,
1: Valium, sure, Valium, okay. yeah, yeah. We
3: we named her Valium. Yeah. Well, Valium's calling in with a uh, with a story here.
0: Hey D, hey Harrison, this is Fallon. I called two weeks ago. Fallon, not Valium.
3: Well, I think you're <laughs> mistaken. It's Valium, not Fallon. Yeah. or like jimmy fallon Mm. any relation yeah
0: jesus um i'm just giving you guys like an update okay so for the advice you gave me seven years ago you told me to go out with the guy who shit himself another time and we ended up having pretty decent uh pseudo relationship so and he did not (laughs) Empty his bowels around me again
3: See, I, I kind of remember this call uh, This girl was dating a guy Who accidentally shit the bed Like mm-hmm. one of the first Like after one of their first sexual encounters Right And so she was freaked out And we said, yeah, give him a second chance Which now, you know, in, in hindsight Thinking about it now I'd be like, fuck that That's disgusting
2: mm-hmm.
3: yeah. <laughs> Someone shits the bed That's, No <laughs> maybe piss but even then I think I probably wouldn't want to have sex with that person again
1: yeah just you know you know it's, it's hard a, enough
3: yeah you know? I mean the only time you have to tolerate that is if you're married to them right because then it's just kind of a bitch to break up but yeah I don't know if uh, I'm gonna stand for that
0: so that was a plus um, tonight though I am going out and I joined the sugar daddy website of, uh, like, a sugar baby to potentially meet
3: a guy who has money. Um, At least she's being honest, you know? Totally, yeah. Sugar baby website. There's, a, you know, I I remember uh, one of my exes, after we broke up, uh, one of our mutual friends was like, yeah, you know, she was a member of, I can't think of the name of the website. <clears throat> it it's called, like, Gold Baby or something? Gold Baby? Something like that golden baby i forget what it was but it was Mm -hmm. like a total sugar daddy website that she had been on for like i probably like even when we were dating okay i was like that's good to know thank you for that
0: (laughs) i'm gonna let you know how it goes and also give your opinions on like what you think about that
1: i very much like to know how it goes please let us know
3: yeah actually i want to know uh yeah, I want to know what you find on there. Like mm-hmm. if you're actually like I want to know how much money you can make from one of these sugar daddies. Like what they're willing to give. Cuz if someone's on the site looking, you know, to date, quote-unquote, support a young girl like this, like she, I'm assuming she's probably in her early 20s.
1: How much are you willing to spend? Like how much would you spend? It's hard to say cuz I'm not wealthy, so I don't really know. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true.
3: I don't really um, have that much money to... That's
1: like asking me, you know, if I were a woman, which tampon would I want to use? <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I can't really, you know. Uh, I... <laughs> so, yeah, it's hard to say. But, I mean, yeah, you you make a, you make can make a living. You know what I mean?
3: Well, I mean, the thing is, my opinion on it, I don't think... If, if some guy has a lot of money yeah. and that's what gets him off and he's willing to pay and then some girl needs to make money, I don't see... A problem with having a transactional relationship at all. Right. If that's what
1: it's based on. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't know. So, like, sometimes people can get into it. You know what I mean? Sometimes. With, like, the financial dom aspect of it? No, I mean, sometimes it's like with a woman, it's like they can, if they sometimes can get attracted to people they wouldn't normally be attracted to, you know? Yeah, I
3: guess Um, that's true.
1: In ways that it's harder for men to do that, I feel like. Um, so that's a possibility. I mean, I feel like it's one of those things where there could be psychological consequences that you have to deal with and should try to head that off at the pass by like going to therapy while you're doing it. What uh, I always found weird about cause it. Cause it's like, sometimes it's like you have to shut down your fucking emotions or you have to shut down your, you know what I mean? And that may not be the way to do it. Probably if you're doing anything like that, you should go to therapy while you're doing it. So you don't end up like you know, shooting meth into your eyeballs (laughs) later on or something. You know, I remember being haunted by it, you know,
3: traumatized. But I remember I dated a girl in Chicago. Uh, We dated for about maybe like three or four months. Um, But she had a sugar daddy relationship with this guy. So she worked at a bar. That's how I met her. She's really hot. She's young. She's like, well, I was young then too. But um, this guy, she was probably maybe 23. And this guy was like late 60s and he owned the bar. He also owned a couple other bars in uh, Wrigleyville like around the with the Cubs play. And then he owned a like a racing track or something, like a, he's like all into NASCAR. The dude was really wealthy. And so he paid for her like apartment that was above the bar. It was like this fucking really nice like three-bedroom apartment. And so once a month maybe sometimes twice a month he would just come over there and they you know, I wasn't and she was like I yeah, he's going to be here so I can't see you for like the weekend. And it was right. a little I remember at first because it kind of made me like not want to take the relationship very seriously. Right. But there are a lot of perks. That girl had so much money. This dude yeah. had a ton of money. Yeah. And it's like, so I didn't I mean I wasn't like planning on marrying her, but it's like I never had to like if we went out, she would buy, you know, an eight ball of cocaine
2: mm-hmm.
3: and be like, Yeah, I got like four hundred bucks. And she would just take money from the dude. Mm. But um I think he eventually found out about me. Mm-hmm. and was just and was upset about it mm. and it was weird because that she was she said the weirdest thing about the relationship i used to ask her a lot of questions was meeting his adult children who are older than her mm. and she said that was kind of weird
1: that is a little weird yeah
3: yeah like she would meet she had the i guess he had a daughter that was like 28 or something mm. and she was like 23 and so the daughter was like just it was real. she said it was a very uncomfortable experience
1: yeah <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I have a, I have a friend of mine whose name shall go, shall remain nameless, who's a sugar baby. And, uh, I think to make up for it, to like balance the scales or something, she'll fuck like, you know, 18 year old dudes, you know, <laughs> so I guess it kind the of
3: balance like, the scales. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess any way you reconcile yeah. it, I suppose. But I mean, I think if you set your boundaries and yeah. you're cognizant of what, the nature of the relationship is. I, I don't think right. it can be unhealthy.
1: Right. Yeah. If you're good at compartmentalization. Yeah. Compartmentalize um, that. You know, you might enjoy the insane clown posse. Yeah. So.
0: I'm not really sure what to think. I don't think it's a bad thing. Potentially. And if everybody's willing. In this case, yeah. Um, I'm not saying I agree with, all types of sex work, nah, sex or school, whatever. <laughs> it's all good.
3: Uh, so I mean, technically, would you be considered an escort? Not really. Yeah, you basically, I well, mean, you, you are for all intents and whatever purposes. Whatever you want, it's the same,
1: it's you know, very similar It's thing. a
3: transactional relationship, but yeah, it's yeah, more yeah. of a prolonged, yeah, transactional relationship as, a, as opposed to like you know, single night encounters. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I'll call back next week and I'll let you know how tonight's date went and if I totally got involved in sex work. So. <laughs> um, and also, um, I'm definitely enjoying the show. Um, been listening again. It's awesome. I really miss Bob Madigan. And, uh, yeah, I really don't have anything else to say. So hopefully, pray for me that I, I call back next week because if I don't, like, eh, something bad probably happens to me. But, Hey, whatever. As long as the guy
3: doesn't shit himself, unless he paid for it. <laughs> right? Wow, mm. she's going all in. Yeah, with the sex work. If the guy's sure. gonna like, if she's gonna allow the guy to shit himself, that's one thing I wonder about. A lot of these women that are, you know, sugar babies. Like, mm. do they have about like limits as to what they will do? Like, would they still have a sexual relationship with a guy with a colostomy bag? You know, because he had like colon
1: cancer, and he's old, and he has to have a colostomy bag. What kind like, of question is it? That's not a good question.
3: Well, I'm just wondering if like every,
1: of course they have limits. Everyone has limits. You know, well, what I mean? wonder
3: how much how much money is worth going beyond your limits. Like uh, what's yeah. her name, Anna Nicole Smith? Yeah, she probably dealt with some gnarly shit. I mean, that right. guy was like ninety. Yeah, you know, and uh, <laughs> it's like not only are you like having sex with fucking Skeletor. It's like, you're probably dealing with his incontinence and all the other things that come with old age, but she was down with it because of the money. So I wonder how much money is it worth for her to like, have to deal with a torn open colostomy bag. Sure. Yeah. Uh, She calls him a part two. Hey guys, it's me again. Um, I just wanted to
0: add something else. I totally forgot. Oh, Harrison was saying he wasn't sure if my voice was sexy or not. So, I
3: mean, I've been... Did you say that? Sounds like something I might say. Are you sure now after the last call? No. You still are undecided whether or not yeah. it's sexy? Yes. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't get, I guess I don't find her voice particularly sexy. But I don't yeah. find it unsexy. You
1: know what? Let's wait to hear what she says before we expound on this, uh, you yeah. know? i yeah.
0: told that I could be a phone sex hotline operator, but I've also told, like, I've been told that I sound like a 12-year-old boy. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's so what I think.
0: take it for what you will. You could either be, like, into chicks or maybe you're into, like, prepubescent, like, kids. So, like, I, I don't know. That's for you to decide. It's up for debate. Whatever.
1: She does kind of sound like someone I get into an argument with while I play Overwatch, you know?
3: <laughs> well, Harrison's actually into black men who look like children. <laughs> <laughs> she, I think she sounds like a 12-year-old boy. I think that's why I don't find the, her voice that sexy. I
1: don't necessarily. I, I think now that she said that, she does. But uh, before, she, you know, it was ambiguous, you know? Yeah. I mean I guess I could see that. I don't know. I
3: yeah. think it's I don't think she has like uh, the the you know, stereotypical phone sex operator voice. Isn't that how long usually did kinda raspy? Did call? How long ago did she call? Like maybe two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Oh, okay,
1: all right, all right.
3: But I am very interested in yeah. hearing how the sugar daddy, sugar baby relationship is going for you. Right. I also want yes. the details here. I wanna know what happened on the date. What, like, did you go to Olive Garden? Did you go to a fancy restaurant? How much right. money is this guy worth? Um, did you empty the colostomy bag or did he do it before the sexual encounter?
1: All right, there's no colostomy bag, <laughs> all right? Stop it.
3: <laughs> you never know.
1: You know? You never know.
3: But I do want to know the details. So, uh, Valium, please call us back. Mm. I wonder what her, uh, I also want to know what her sugared, like, baby screen name is. Maybe she can't say that. Yeah. But yeah. Sure she shouldn't. I mean, she
1: shouldn't tell these animals what it
2: is. No. Uh, yeah, because everyone's yeah. gonna go over there. Yeah.
3: Um, all right. Well, thank you, Valium, for that. And yep. uh, I don't think you have anything to be ashamed of.
1: Yeah, it's always refreshing to hear about somebody who's just given up. Yeah. Why who's not? Just g- giving up on the <laughs> Well, I don't know.
3: I mean, yeah, I think normal. you know she she's probably like in college, and she's like, I guess I could go work at fucking Red Lobster, and the, or, yeah. or I can go suck an old man's dick and right. get like. 10 times as much money.
1: Yeah, if you can if you can uh, compartmentalize the Yeah. Sky's the limit to you. you, know. Exactly. So um
3: next call we have here is another two-parter from a guy who named himself Prolapsed Poop Shoot. Hey,
4: what's up jackasses? This is uh, this is the Prolapsed Poop Shoot calling in uh, regarding regarding waste excretion. So I just listened to the Patreon extra where this this guy had to poop on the train, the MTA in New York, and it's a very simple solution.
3: Wait, this was a Patreon call, and you remember that guy who was saying that? Did not he shit himself on the train, or he, I don't or, remember, or no, we I've- I remember it's kind of a humble brag. So you say he's going to his recording studio. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He stopped yeah. at his recording studio. His recording yeah. studio, because he's yeah. in, like, Interpol or something. Right. <laughs> I would love uh, – that would be amazing if, like, the whole group of Interpols just shit themselves on stage. It'd be yeah. more interesting than their act. Yeah. I can tell you that.
4: You walk between the trains, right? You know you can do that? You can walk yeah, between you... the cars.
1: Actually, probably more often than not, now in New York, you can't do that. Why do they stop doing that? A lot of times they have it closed. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I Cause always they don't noticed... want homeless because yeah, they, they, you know they want to discourage the homeless people who go from car to car. Yeah, homeless
3: people are the only people I ever said or who ever saw walk between a moving train.
1: Yeah, because normally the stops are so often. that if you want to go to the next car for whatever reason, you wait till the next stop, then you run out and run into the next car. Do you see that video, quick aside here,
3: do you see that video that was uh, going around of that uh, guy kicking that homeless woman on the train? No. Yeah, it's like, it's been viral right now, but this guy, like, you don't even really know what happened, but there's, like, an old homeless woman sitting on the yeah. train, and and you see this, like, black guy just kicking her. Yeah. And then everybody on the train's like, oh, shit, oh, damn, and, like, tape And then the guy, like... kicks her like three or four times he walks get off the train he goes file that under world star or something like that and uh, everyone's like oh like just and so people the the videos become viral because people are like we live in a culture now Mm -hmm. that an old woman is getting the shit kicked out of her literally right in front of you and nobody does anything
1: why was he why did he kick her
3: they don't they don't know yet i mean Mm -hmm. i don't know maybe Mm -hmm. I i think she said something to him I'm not sure. But I mean, she's a 78 year old homeless woman.
1: Right.
3: You know, sitting on a train. And this guy's like, I don't know, like a six foot two, thirty 30 year old guy. Yeah. And he's like kicking her. And the whole train is just like laughing and, and hollering. And then he's like, world star. Really? And everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's very, very disturbing. Where did this happen? In New York. Forget wow, which that's, train. That's crazy. That's weird. Yeah. It's a, the,
1: I'll send you a link to the video. It's like a 30 second thing. Anyway. There's a number of reasons why you shouldn't kick a homeless woman. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons. Um, yeah,
3: just maybe, well, yeah. I guess if you can't walk to the next car, if a homeless person is bothering
1: you, you know, you can usually move away from them. And if you're a callous person, some of those reasons may not be good enough. I'll give you a reason. It's a good. sounds like a good way to get tuberculosis. Yeah, you probably could. Yeah, so. And they're covered in fleas, too. They have typhus, apparently. If basic decency won't uh, curb you, maybe that will. Maybe that fact will curb you. I did read a quote
3: from the guy that he said after he got off the train, he did feel some pangs of remorse. Um, he said that I, he felt guilty and he said that maybe he shouldn't have lost his temper. Wait a minute,
1: the guy who kicked her? Yeah. They talk, they, they, they know caught him. Who it is? Yeah, they found oh.
3: him from a surveillance video or whatever. He's been caught. And, Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah, he said that. Uh, he's like, yeah, I have anger issues. So maybe I shouldn't have lost my temper. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That's horrible. And you, That's you just
4: amazing. hang off kind of the ledge and poop while the train is just rolling.
3: It's yeah, no. Okay. It's crazy. It's been... You can't do that. Aren't, aren't those like, aren't there, it's not really a ledge over. There's there nowhere like
1: to, yeah, it's like, even if it's open, which again, a lot of times it isn't. You, there's, there's not really even maybe enough room to crouch down. It's, it's very... And the other thing, too, it's not steady
3: enough for you to really, you know, shit. Like, you're going to be moving
1: around. You're probably going to fall in it. I'm not even... I don't even want to d- dignify this... Let, <laughs> by talking about this, Get, let him, let's keep on with the call, please. But I
3: always found it funny how uh, homeless people in New York, I remember homeless people in New York would just walk between all the cars and then go to yeah. Chicago, homeless people walk between the cars. San Francisco, same thing. Yeah. They just love to like, and I used to wonder why, and then I realized it's obviously so they can panhandle in the next why car. Do you want, why would you wonder why? Of course that's why. The, I don't know. It's, what, I thought the, maybe the fact the,
1: that they were all of a sudden coming into the car and then asking for money, that didn't give it away for you? I thought what it was is they were like in the car and they're like, all right, I already
3: stunk up this car. I'm going to move to the next one and make those people uncomfortable as well. And like the fact that they right were there.
1: asking for money didn't.
3: Well, some of them don't even ask for money. Okay. They just walk between cars, but I them, but, but I guess most of them do. Yeah. Most of them do. Yeah.
4: Done before. Um, the other thing. Oh yeah. D. You know, as someone, you know, I I generally work, I drive a lot. I'm always driving, so I I have a dedicated cup that I pee in in my car. I mean, I can't believe I can't believe anybody lives in L.A. doesn't doesn't like piss into a cup in their car on a regular basis. I can't.
3: So why would you do that? Yeah, like why would you keep that in your car? I mean, that's vile. Like you yeah. know, it in L.A. I mean. I guess you kind of plan not to get stuck in traffic.
1: That's why we, why we use ways. Yeah. And, and why the, is he saying cup? If it's anything, it's got to be a fucking sealable bottle for the love of God. Yeah, exactly. Maybe keeping just being just general and, you know,
4: can't believe it. It's just, it's as American as apple pie. You fuck. So anyway, that's, that's my two cents for this, uh, this ridiculous fucking call. um, so, yeah, this is the prolapse poop shoot signing out.
3: I- we called in with that, or he called back with the part two. Ca- oh, great. He called yeah. He called Yo, back. Up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this
4: is a prolapse poop shoot again.
3: Don't you just love the way he says his name?
1: <laughs> I hate everything about this guy. <laughs> like, everything. <laughs> like, Jim Belushi seems like a fucking <laughs> genius compared to this guy. And I, I don't like anything about this.
4: Um, Man. Have you heard of this guy, Big Gucci Berry? Like, I think he'd be a great guest for Sick and Wrong or...
1: Who? You know what? No, but... And I'm sure it's the dumbest <laughs> big, thing I've ever heard of big, in my life. Big Gucci yeah. Berry? I, I'm, I'm going to look I, it up right now. <laughs> is he like a I, trap I, I guarantee rapper or something? you it's going to be like one of the stupidest things you, you've ever encountered in your life.
4: I just... I don't understand this guy. But I think that you might have some, some good commentary on him. He's He's a crazy guy with like no teeth and a weird shaved mullet and face tattoos and he like travels around the country getting kicked in the nuts <laughs> anyway
3: how did you know it was going to be something like that
1: because listen to this guy you know what I mean he's not going to have us do like a fucking symposium on Kierkegaard Is not going to be like some paranormal researcher or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm looking at the the he's he's like, you know what he looks like? He looks like um, if the guy, remember the guy who takes care of the Rancor monster in Return of the Jedi? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If that guy became a SoundCloud
2: <laughs> rapper. <laughs> <laughs> That guy became a SoundCloud rapper.
1: That's what this guy looks like. The guy who cries about after Luke kills the Rancor monster. Yeah, he's got a facial tattoo of of an ice cream cone.
3: (laughs) Wait, isn't that what Gucci Mane has? Isn't that the same thing?
1: I don't know. I don't. You know. I don't. I don't know. Who's that
3: horrible trap
1: rapper? Gucci Mane has a facial tattoo of an ice cream cone. Of an ice cream cone. Yeah, that's like stupid. That's his thing. God, everybody's, you know. <laughs> if only we could have momagers, you know, momagers to just uh, yeah. help us all. Yeah, he's just a big fucking fat slob. <laughs> you know, it's. Wow.
3: Who's Rot. that? I'm trying to think of that one trap rapper. Oh God, he's so terrible. But uh, the guy kind of looks like him, but like his dad. Um. God, oh, not Bubba Sparks. What the fuck's that guy's name? He's a trap rapper, he's a white, riffraff. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he kind of look like riffraff's
1: dad? I don't know who riffraff is, so I can't. Do, do,
3: do a search for riffraff. He kind of looks like if Riff Raff, this is what Riff Raff will look like in 20
1: years. You know, years. I'm not gonna do that. Cause if I search for riffraff and most of the results aren't the cat who ran the junkyard from the Heathcliff cartoon, I'm gonna get very upset. It won't be, it'll be Riff Raff. Okay. But yeah, he's I'm very not popular gonna... in the trap world.
3: I'm already right. very upset by all of this so I'm going to just I'm going to cut ahead. Oh. my head. Well, we still have like two more minutes left of this call so <laughs> I'm, jo- I'm joking.
4: <laughs> That'd be tight. It'd be great if you could get him on the show or maybe delve into that. I don't know. Anyway, I got to. No, uh, like, yeah, what will, are we going to delve all, into? We're going to
1: we're planning on uh, doing this big interview where we interview a dog that licks, its, licks up its own vomit first. And then maybe after do that. How about
3: a security guard who records his farts? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was a dark day for me, man. That was a real dark day for me. One of the real... best
3: interviews I've, I've done. Got to have that yeah. guy back on the show. Yeah. Um, so, this guy, this guy, his whole thing is he just goes around and gets kicked in the balls.
1: I'm it, sure that's, that's not his, his whole thing. I'm sure it's got more than that, you know.
3: <laughs> yeah, we we really need to delve into this though. This would be yeah. a perfect guest for us.
4: Got poop coming out of my chute. This is Prolap's poop chute. Uh, <laughs> take it easy.
3: <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> I think I'm, we just found your new best friend.
1: Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> so much hate. I have so much hate in my heart right now. Too bad we weren't wow. live streaming this one because it it's something to see, guys. You know, <laughs> you're yeah. rather upset. Yeah.
3: Um, people call the cigar hotline 323 522 4032. We got kind of a funny email um, that was sent to us uh, from a guy. I can't think of his name right now. I didn't write his name down. I think it was John. Uh, but anyway, he says. Hey, I think I first listened to your show in 2008 when Lance was your co-host and you competed week on week for a case of beer. I don't know how I started listening. And I don't know why I stopped because I actually did enjoy it. Yeah, we used to do that. Who could find the most horrific story? Mm. And then we would vote on the... Or no, the the fans would call in and
1: vote. It was a stupid thing. No, I've heard it. I've heard people say that they... When you stop doing that is when they stop listening,
3: <laughs> it was so stupid and arbitrary, yeah, they yeah. got even and I yeah, I guess we did mm. yeah, we did buy each other beer though someone someone always buy beer. uh, the last episodes I remember would have been around the time you had your brother on the show talking about how one thing that made him throw up was during gay pride when a group of gays and guys in the bar he was working in were crowding around another guy in a gynecologist chair and they were injecting saline into his scrotum. When he was throwing them out, the needle popped out of the scrotum, a jet of saline arced across the room. Actually hit my brother in the face. It, he didn't kick him out. They, this was, they were having- the saline
1: a, hit him in the face?
3: Yeah, and Did he blood. threw up?
1: Did he throw up? Yeah,
3: he got, He said, so what happened is, he was working at this bar, he was in Chicago actually, he's at yeah. the cell oh block. Yeah. And uh, the cell block had like, it was a leather bar, but in the front, yeah. You mm-hmm. could just kind of go in, there as a regular bar, but if you wanted to get to the back room, yeah. you had to wear leather. Like you had to be wearing yeah. chaps or a leather vest yeah. or something. Yeah. So I'd never actually went, I'd never seen, I'd never been back there because there's yeah. no way to, I, I don't want to go back. <laughs> I never wanted to go back there. But anyway, my brother said one time he was working the back bar and there was like someone rented out that area for a private club. And there were like these guys that like to, you know, inject saline in their balls. Yeah. And he was, you know, he said he'd never seen it at that time. Now he's a veteran of that type of, those type of shenanigans. Sure. But at the time he was like, what the fuck are they doing? And the one dude was like, yeah, they had like a chair that he was sitting in with stirrups. And so he went over there to take a look. And I guess like the tube or something like his balls were so big, like flew out of his balls and just <laughs> like a stream, like a spray of just saline, just shot my brother in the face. He said, he screamed and then went to the bathroom and barfed. Gnarly. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's gnarly. Who do, you understood... sue? who do you sue for that? Yeah. God. Mm. He says, also, if I remember rightly, you guys covered Stephen Avery on your podcast long before Netflix or anyone else in the world knew who the fuck he was. Ooh. Who the fuck is that? Uh, what was that? You know that uh, that documentary that came out about the guy in Wisconsin who was accused of murdering those?
1: Oh, yeah. Woman? I never saw that. To Make a Murderer or To whatever.
3: Make yeah. a Murderer. yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember if we talked about that. We might've, he says, I assume it was Stephen Avery because how many guys get out of prison working in a scrapyard and convicted of killing someone else? That, that was a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention the holiday you went on with your dad where he washes his underpants in the sink. Thank you for letting me, remind me of that one. Mm-hmm. By the way, I've rediscovered your show, found you've been going for around 13 years and recently celebrated episode 666. Congratulations. Whatever happened to Wackerly? When did Harrison get involved? Have I missed out on any other co-hosts? Why did you stop competing for a case of beer? When did you stop signing off with Take It Sleazy? I don't think I stopped that. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I'll find these things out in the fullness of time, but there's 13 years to catch up on. Harrison, okay. you're really fucking funny. D, 13 years, man. That's impressive. Keep it sick, keep it wrong. Yeah, that's truly impressive. I, I love how like that. this is like probably the greatest thing I've done in my life, which is just so sad.
1: I know. Isn't you it? Know. It's pretty sad, yeah.
3: It's the saddest thing. It's like the only <sighs> thing I've ever actually really accomplished in life.
1: I try not to think about it. You know what it, I mean?
3: You know, I didn't. Yeah. I was having a good day. Then I read this guy's email. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, yeah. like, you know, my existence came into focus again. And I was just like, wow. Yeah.
1: 13 years of recording shit stories. <laughs> that's, yeah. it's great. I mean, <sighs> I, and, and, and other people, like, don't really understand because it's like, you know, you know, their highlight of their week is like figuring out, you know, good new and better ways to pee into fucking cups in their car and watch fucking fat troglodytes fall, you know, get hit in the balls on YouTube. And that's like their life accomplishments. So they think this is like great, you know? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I guess it depends
3: <laughs> on where the bar is, but uh, my yeah. bar is a little bit higher than that.
1: Um, Yeah, you you know, by those standards, we're like Norman Mailer, you know, (laughs) something. But you know,
3: I mean, it's like a lot of guys our age, my age at least, you know, usually have like, you know, three kids, a couple homes, second marriage, you know, it's like they've done stuff in life. Mm. I guess I bought a hairless cat, Mm -hmm. two of them, and I've been recording this podcast where we talk about people shitting themselves the past 13 years. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Maybe we'll get into the
1: podcast hall of fame. <laughs> well, before I started doing tonight's episode, I wanted to kill myself, and <laughs> now
3: you've actually now, found out how to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come up with different ways. Well, good, good yeah. job. Yeah, yeah. So, well, ride that rocket. Thank you uh, for pointing out my thirteen years <laughs> of, of greatness. Yeah, but this is this is the art that I've produced. And contributed to society. Um, that's good to know. But thanks for listening. And I'm glad you uh, rediscovered the show. Um, you know, you have, the answers to your questions will come in time. Uh, we'll see if you uh, listen long enough or uh, end up like, hanging yourself in the bathroom while masturbating. Because that's probably what I would rather do than listen to 13 years of this. Yeah. Or keep it sick, keep it wrong. Thank you. Uh, I think his name's John. Anyway, people, you can support the show by becoming a sick and wrong patron. Patreon.com slash sick and wrong. I think that gives a little glimmer of joy to me and you, don't you think? It does. You know, a little glimmer of joy when I get a notification that, oh, we got a new patron. Yeah. Someone just signed up and uh they, they feel it's worthwhile to donate to the show to keep us going rather than listening for free. So that's a little glimmer of uh of satisfaction. Yeah. You know? An otherwise miserable existence. So we appreciate that. Uh, we are posting a lot of content, though. You do get when you do sign up. You um, we know, we're not asking you just to donate money, just to give us money. We're not begging for your money here. Um, but when you do sign up, we give you an extra story, a few extra phone calls. It's about almost like an extra with the outtakes and everything. Like almost a whole extra show, like another hour and a half of content every week. Correct. So uh, I forget what we were talking about this week, but it was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I think it was about the Mueller report.
3: Very were interesting. We? I don't know. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, or we, you were telling me about it at one point. Yeah. And then I, we were talking about, I don't know. I cannot it you know, it went you into the like uh, the mm-hmm. guy that directed Bone Tomahawk. Right. No, I was talking about F
3: craig zoller or whatever the that's fuck who name it is, is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so we yeah. went into that so anyway yeah. if you want to hear a candid discussion of mm. topical issues mm. and uh film you can go listen to it at the <clears throat> on the patreon page patreon.com slash sick and wrong we appreciate it i mm. uh, finally hear song of the week this guy actually sent in a song that is uh from one of my favorite bands one of your favorite bands. He says, here's a song for Harrison. Just listen to 678, and I thought Harrison might enjoy this song. It's one of those weird ones. It's too niche to really recommend to people, but I think it might fit within your current playlist. Alex. Well, Alex, you've uh, come to the right place. You've suggested a fine song. Edgar Broughton Bands, Evening Over Rooftops. Oh, that's a good one. That's a, yeah. that's a great, it's uh, my favorite Edgar Broughton record. It's their third yeah.
1: album. Yeah, I should have recommended that to the guy who was asking for recommendations last a week or the week before or something. I mean, they, yeah. pretty much all their records are great. Uh, all their, yeah, and their style great. changes over time. Yeah. Because they were around for like 15 years or something. But and that, all, yeah, all their albums had yeah. some good shit on them. Um, this one, I
3: think, in total, though, it's the, the, you know, the, they call it the Meat album because it has the pictures of, uh, of meat. Yeah, with meat on hangers in a warehouse, but and it's a self-titled record. But it's it's actually their third album. But I think it's my favorite one.
1: That might be my favorite. Used to be my definitely used to be my favorite. It might be the the one with John Wayne. Oh yeah, which the, one's that I, one? I forget that. I forget what that's called. Um, the one with like the sh- ball of string on the cover. You yeah, know what forget, I'm talking about?
3: That's a, I think that's their second album. I forget the no, name of that one. Or is sec-
1: like, It's later, dude.
3: That's that's not bandages. Uh, bandages, is it? Bandages. That's, bandages. Oh, that is bandages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Bandages, bandages is, is a great right record. Yeah, 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 that is yeah. one that that's like their sixth, I think. Yeah, fifth or sixth. But s- such um, a prolific band, and they were yeah. also just extremely talented, and that, like they uh, were uh, doing their own thing back then.
1: Yeah, and also to a guy who was asking for recommendations because he got Rocky Erickson or whatever. Um, Sir Lord Baltimore has been an old yeah, favorite of mine. Sir Lord
3: Baltimore. That's
1: going it. on fifteen years now. That's a damn fine band. I was listening yeah. to their
3: second record today, actually.
1: Do you have that one? I only really like that one album. Either the the other ones are kind of whatever.
3: Kingdom Come. Yeah. Kingdom Come is Kingdom Come is, is yeah. by far their best one. But the second record has a couple good songs, although some of it's live. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's a, They're they're a great band. Hmm. So there you go. Two fine bands: Edgar Broughton Band, and. Uh, uh, Sir Lord Baltimore But we're going to end the show This time with uh, Evening Over Rooftops Thank you Alex For that in People will be back next week With episode 680 Until then Take a sleezy. See I still say that
1: Yeah you do
2: The air was thick like honey Looking from the room The room had open windows To let the springtime through. Evening stood by watching At the side of summer's promise The flowers in her garden Were the envy of her friends How far are we from dying? Is it nearly at an end? How far are we from dying? Is it nearly at an end? The smoke hung on the skyline, the city fell in silence, the sunset ripe and mellow, was the light to write some thoughts by. The children watched for father from their window in the wall, said a prayer. In the distance, on the road so far away, I heard the sound of life. All the people left. Wrong podcast is simply simply lovely. We
4: see you.